The Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a ratchet studio audience. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time. They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind. It's hip hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry. And me, I'm representing for the underground. Independence, Fifth Amendment, freedom of speech. The revolution is pending. But it's cool because you see we on the mission. Television off, this a viral petition. Man, and I hope you pay attention. The WM48, we keep it real. Yo, what is up, everybody? You are listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. It is Wednesday night for us. It is Thursday morning or next Thursday morning for you. I'm not sure which one. It depends if you're listening to us on Spotify or if you're listening on another podcast app. If you're listening on Spotify, then you're getting episodes as they're released immediately if you are listening on any other podcast app then you are getting episodes whenever i remember to go back and put the feed available everywhere after uploading them to spotify first so there you go just for anybody who is confused or still confused or for some reason never got it the first time there you go spotify go subscribe go to spotify subscribe you get the episodes immediately or anywhere else to your conveniency. You get them whenever I put them up to my conveniency. So there you go. Your niggas will be waiting on me. And I'm not a <laughs> dependable person right now. Sometimes I completely forget. Like y'all haven't even gotten part two to last week, but you, you'll have it now. But as you're listening to this, you'll realize that you didn't have it before. So there you go. You've been waiting a long time for part two and it was on Spotify the whole time. So there you go. And it's free on Spotify, so you don't really have to wait. You just waiting because you ain't gone and done what we asked you to do. There's a cave of wonders. Since I don't really use Spotify anymore, since I have Apple Music, do you have to? Uh... Hey, babe. What you got? Ooh, got a guest appearance from the wifey. What else? Uh, do you have to be a Spotify premium subscriber or do you like do whatever you want? Like if it's on the free me Spotify, can you still get podcasts? Yeah. You get podcasts just by being up there. You just get well, uh, commercials. Yeah, I'm assuming. I mean, podcast? I got premium. So I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Cause I was like, if that's the case, there's like dissect has a new season out and I'm going to listen to it a week early on Spotify. If I don't have to like, do weird shuffle stuff. Thank you. I don't, yeah, I don't see a reason. I don't extra. see a reason why you have to have premium in order to listen to this, you know, to podcast. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can listen to them. You'll just have commercials in the middle of your podcast, which probably also has commercials. Yeah. So you just get double the commercials. I'm cool with that. A lot of commercials. Yeah. A lot of commercials, podcast commercials too. So most of them will be about mattresses and food boxes and mattresses that come with food boxes, stuff like that. So, as long as you're completely okay, and, and audible, whole lot of audibling. <laughs> Laying on your Casper mattress, audible, and eating sandwiches made from your food box. That's this is wonderful. Podcast advertisements, 
And every once in a while, I've run across one that has an ad about manscaping. Which I don't, I don't know who I, I got to reach out to for that sponsorship. Because why not, sir? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's just a thing now. You know what I mean? Yep. So. Um, what, what, first off, uh, happy birthday to Deidre. Her birthday is the day, which is why she's not here. That's right. Deidre living her best life right now. And I would expect that if she shows up, she's going to be drunk as fuck or high as hell. <laughs> and nothing she says will make any fucking sense. So just stay away from the yeah. microphone, ma'am. Enjoy your birthday. You know how nice it is to get drunk on a Wednesday? When you know, you know I mean? it's your Friday? Yeah. Very nice. It's very nice. It's very nice. So we'll we'll hear. I'll, I'll let y'all know if she made it through the night tomorrow. I like, I like how she texts though. I might be late. It's right. Like, come on, nigga. You mean <laughs> you like next coming. week? That's what you meant. <laughs> Oops, my bad. Seven days off. Excuse me. I was partying. <laughs> completely fine, man. It's completely fine. For premium supporters, for people who don't know, we do have a premium section of the podcast. It is behind the wall shenanigans. And if you are already a member of premium, you have two new episodes coming. Uh, They're recorded this weekend. Mike and I talked about Wu-Tang and American Saga. And Twan and I... Wu-Tang is for the children. Yep. And Twan and I talked about a movie called The Wave. And we will be following that up with another discussion about a movie called The Earthquake, which is actually a sequel to a film that should not have a sequel, but fine. Yeah. Same family, too, man. This poor family. I told you. Just trying to live their life. I told you. Wait, is it about the tsunami in Thailand? No. No. Oh, well, never mind. You're talking about The Impossible, I think. I guess. I don't know. I, I thought know. they made a movie about that crazy they, ass they tsunami did. They in did. Thailand. I believe they that did. was. Was that the impossible? Was that the one where you said twenty? You said you didn't want to watch because it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, man, I'm not about to watch. It's the, like sad. No, just the tears of white folks. With oh. a lot of <laughs> like the tsunami happened, but what happened to this one white family? Like no, right? No. There's a, there's, <laughs> like a lot of people got killed. Which is, brown, which like. is weird because every other movie we watch, they have no problem killing all the brown people in the background and following the white people. But for some reason, this film, you don't want to watch because they specifically focused on no, the white family. It's like, yeah, but it's like, this thing is sad because these white people got it. These white people's vacations was messed up. <laughs> Not I mean, it is what a tsunami about, came and killed a bunch of folks. <clears throat> It is what it's about. I can't even lie. It is about them being separated and having to find each other amongst all the carnage of colored people. See? <laughs> oh, damn. It is. It is. I mean, it is. I, I, no, trust me, I believe you. Know, you. I'm is. just disappointed. It is. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I was trying to figure out what some other stuff we could podcast about was. Uh, I know we need to do another one of the uh, the 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 artists that went away we don't know what happened to him oh yes we gotta do what happened yes, to that yes, rapper yes. or whatever it was called and we need to probably what some happened albums. to that boy what artist is this yeah and also are, uh, yeah there was a i don't know i've been just kind of exploring this week so i'll talk about that later on in the show going back and listening to some stuff and developing some feelings but also i wanted to give a shout out for to myself because i got pressed to go to this film festival in va middleburg it is in the middle of nowhere which is great 
but them motherfuckers approved, approved my press, so I'm going to be going to seeing a whole bunch of movies in like two weeks that don't come out for a while this year. It is a packed schedule. Where <laughs> is Middleburg? In Middleburg is the best answer to where is Middleburg. It's up 66. It's like if you continue going past Dulles Airport, just keep driving west. Okay. Yeah, you'll end up running in the middle. Yeah, no, no, nobody knows anything on the western parts of Virginia. Nah, it's not important. You're not yeah. near a metropolitan area. It is not important. Yeah. But unless you go into a, a film festival, I didn't even know they had one. So a couple of the critics told us, and then they hit us up, and I was like, oh shit. And then I, they released the schedule of films, and I was like, Oh, that black movie and this black movie and that movie with black people in it. I'm going to see all of these. They don't they don't come out to like late November, December. This that's what's up. I get to check them out early. I just have to kind of build up my stamina for being in a theater for eight hours because it's like five movies the first day. Damn. Yeah, it's it's real. They're not playing. They got like four theaters and they have a movie playing every they have a movie playing all they have a movie playing each theater all day long so what, what movies you looking forward to so they have they're gonna have a beautiful day in the neighborhood playing they're gonna have honey boy i don't even know what that's about a beautiful day in the neighborhood nigga you don't know what that movie is about I don't know. I watched the documentary. I don't really want to. There's no reason to see the movie. You don't want to see Tom Hanks do the documentary? Tom Hanks to be acting good, dog. Are you serious? No, I mean, he's look, he is going to be acting. It's great. But the documentary is so great. And it's actually Mr. Rogers. And then Tom so, Hanks is going to do it again. And it's going to get yeah, him. And this one, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he's going to be killing people and shit. It's going to be wild. They took some like, artistic liberties. It's, it's, it's the same reason why I'm not watching the Woo Jug. Like, I watched a four-part documentary with the people. Nah, like, you should watch the You really should show. watch the show. It's actually good. Yeah, it's not too I mean, late. I'm not saying it's, it ain't good. I just said I have no need to. Well, let's see. What movies are they going to have? So they're going to have they're going to have A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. They're going to have Knives Out, which is coming out later this year, which should be Mayhem and Death I'm and looking greatness. forward to Knives Out. Yeah, I'm going to get to see that. They're going to have A Marriage Story, which is a film about a family, a couple falling apart, starring two white people. So I'll probably go see that. They have a film about called Clemency, which is Alfre Rudder, and I think she is like, works on death row. No, I think she works on death row, and she be executing the people. Or something like that. It's just like a deep dive into a fucked up ass job. So you got that. You got Just Mercy. That's the Jamie Foxx film with uh, what's your, what's your boy Killmonger is gonna save Jamie Foxx's life because it's got, probably got something going on with a white woman. Oh, that's the, oh, that's the one where he's um, like he's with the um, like the Justice Project trying to get people off of death row. Probably. Yep. Let's go with that. Michael B. Joy and Jamie Foxx in the film together. I'm going to see that. What else did they have? Um, they got some foreign stuff. They have a film called Frankie, which has a bunch of actors I care about in it. So I'm probably going to sit down and watch that. Netflix is still doing their movie thing. So they got one movie called Two Popes. I don't know how safe that movie is. So I don't know if I'm going to go see that. And then they got another one about King Henry. But he's a which he's can, a kid. Henry, there was at least eight Bruh, of them. I don't know. Whichever one was like nineteen, 
because it's played by one of these Oscar actors that has yet to really get an Oscar, but tries every year and almost gets there. Timothy, I can't like, say his last name. I was about to say, Timothy Chalamet was literally yeah, the first guy. person I thought of. Him. Is it Henry the Eighth? He was the one that murked everybody. He killed like eight wives or something crazy like this. It might be him. He looked Joffrey-ish in the trailer yeah, that I saw. Yeah, that's Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. I just don't know which Henry it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got that one. I mean, Henry the Eighth, that's the only one people would like. <laughs> I figured that was only no more people that about. I don't even know if he was likable. I mean, nobody's like, you know, hey, Henry the Fourth, though. Henry the Fourth, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that nigga was killing it. Um, Honey Boy, which is another film that is the resurgence of Shia LaBeouf this year after Peanut Butter Falcon. He's really going he, for his he Oscar. Just, he's just getting all the economists. He's about to come out with Mustard Greens. He, this will be his third movie. He <laughs> is definitely going to have a whole lot of Oscar nominations this year. Between if he Peter come out with a movie Falcon called Mustard Greens, though, and him and a black person, I'm going to be. I'm going to see that movie. Bro, first off, Honey Boy is the is a script he wrote about his abusive father, and he plays his abusive father, and somebody else will be playing him. Shia LaBeouf is going to be in a biopic film, not playing himself. That's how Oscar worthy he about to be this year. That's crazy. Uh, Harriet is going to be playing there, but that comes out in a couple of weeks. But I'm still going to see it because it's Harriet and it's every month is Black History Month. And what else? Oh, Jojo is Rabbit. supposed to get like a major nationwide release? Do which, we know? Which one? Which one? Harriet? Harriet? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's getting a wide release. It's getting a wide release. Yes. And uh, Jojo Rabbit, because uh, that's Taiki Watiti. Anything Taiki Watiti does. I'm looking does. forward to Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell is Jojo Rabbit exactly? He, he, I think Taiki is yeah. playing Hitler. So I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah, it's this little boy <laughs> doing the Third Night Reich, and <laughs> Hitler is his imaginary friend. Yes. Bruh. Taiki Watiti. Yeah. Yeah. Go like, dude. No, I mean, like, trust me, Taiki is the dude. Like, I, I fuck with the vision, but that seems just go crazy. watch the trailer. It is, it is just crazy as hell. <laughs> you know what's amazing? Todd Phillips said comedy is dead, and you can't do controversial comedy anymore. And literally, Jojo Rabbit is one of the best rated films this year by critics that everybody wants to see. I look. We need to talk about Todd Phillips because that nigga's over like crazy shit when you pop it. I stopped making uh, hangover films. Hangover. Like that because like that. I like, you made three of them bitches. Like, and two of like, them were bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, two of them just bad movies, sir. Like, that's not our fault. You you got, you got what a lot of people don't get with comedies. You made multiple. I was about to say more comedies. Because it should have been over after the first one. That should have been, it should have been the hung up. Should have been the sequel. That You should have been done. But they let you do two more films. You decapitated a giraffe, sir. You had an Asian man running around saying, what's up, my nigga? And he showed his penis and they still gave you money to do more films. And you over here talking about comedy is dead and you can't figure out why. You hate to see it. I mean, dude, like you got the hangover. Fine. The last film he did was that was, I don't, was watchable was. Did he do a stars board? Oh, he produced it. No clue. Is he just tight with Bradley Cooper like that? He is tight with Bradley. I mean, he did three hangover films. Yeah, he's tight with Bradley Cooper like that. Like, he's tight with Brad and um, Chris Galifianakis or whatever. Like, they're all tight like that. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, by the way, the Between Two Ferns movie came out on Netflix the other day. It's pretty funny. It is ridiculous. Me and Ashley watched it a week ago. The movie is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, we laughed, but it is ridiculous. Um... He did War Dogs, was the last film he did before Star is Born, and I have still not seen War Dogs. 
and don't plan to sit and watch it when it's on any of the services that would stream what is War Dogs. Dogs. Is that a movie with Jonah Hill? Yeah, with yeah. huge Jonah Hill, yeah, by I the way. That. This nigga put on extra weight to do War Dogs. I mean, okay. Like, your last comedy was The Hangover Part 3, bruh. Before that, it was Project X. Before that, it was The Hangover Part 2. Don't blame comedy's death on the fact that we don't think shit is funny. It's just your films. And I can tell y'all right now, I've seen it. Ain't shit funny about Joker. Unless you just like laughing at a white man going through it. Which you will probably be laughing at this white man going through it. So, sure, it's a comedy at that point. But, but is it a good comic book movie? No! It's not a comic book movie. And that's what's, like, that's what's really pissing me off about people's reviews. If you want to review it as a film about a white man dealing with his own victimhood in a society where the rich are getting over on the poor that is kind of reminiscent of a particular New York era that's not super dark Gotham-ish, but definitely is New York-y, fine. But don't call that shit a comic book fucking movie. It's not. It's not a comic book movie. It's a drama. It is Taxi Driver. That's what it is. Like, the, the, the comparisons are apt as fuck. And that's fine. Like, just go see it for that. But for people, critics to be looking at it and watching it, talking about, while going through comic book film fatigue, Joker is a refreshing breath of fresh air and a new take on the concept of the character. Nigga, no, it's not. Nah, bruh. If this, How is that a new take? It's not. First off, it's not the Joker. Like, if this ever was the Joker, he would never have become a famous character at all. If this was the Joker's origin story, motherfuckers would be like, yo, the Joker a bitch, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's bitchiest foe is the Joker. So, nah, bro. Like, go see it for what it is. Take it for the film. Take it basically for Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix being able to just get in front of a camera and do whatever the fuck he wants to. And people go, man, that's acting. <laughs> the, way, the way that motherfucker curled his body like a broken Rubik's Cube and made the letter B, that's acting. And he dropped 75 pounds to take this role. So we could see, so we could see and count all his ribs in every scene. Joaquin Phoenix, a mastermind, and Todd Phillips. Like, I just don't like that Todd was like the whole time he's talking about this shit. He's like, you know what? Like, I'm not, I'm not doing a comic book movie. I'm doing a story thing and all this stuff. And then people started talking negatively about it. But like, but this is what he's been in the comic the whole time. It's no, like, nigga, no. Boy. Make one, bro. nigga. Hey, I'm an advocate for going to see. Go see this shit. They like, go see it. Go see it, and then come back and try to debate anybody that it's a comic book film, and you will look like an idiot. People say that the Christopher Nolan films were a realistic take on like comic book characters, but at the end of the day, every Christopher Nolan superhero film is still a comic book film. It still has elements of the character. It still works within a universe, maybe a darker universe, maybe a more realistic tone universe. This this film does not work as a comic book film. And it works as a drama. It works as one man's drama piece. 
And that's fine because critics love that shit. They eat that shit up. It's what we get around the Oscars all the time. This isn't the first time I've seen a film like this. So I wasn't surprised when I saw it. It's just, it is what it is. Like, go see it. If you were hyped or you think it's going to be a difference, hey, go see it. The critic rating, I think, right now is a 79%. I'm not saying that's a wrong, that, that rating is wrong. I just don't appreciate it being people trying to refer to it as a comic book film. Like, I just, I think that's a disservice. And don't compare that shit to Heath Ledger's Joker. That is a oh, slap in the face. That that is completely it's it's unwarranted. Like don't even do it because it's not a Joker. It's not the Joker. It's just Joker. That's why it's called Joker. Like the thing that makes Joker great to me is like it's he's crazy. He's irreverent, right? And like it's unpredictable. Like he just does stuff just to be the opposite. He'll do stuff just to be the opposite of himself. There's right. a funness in it, but there's still like you he's unhinged. And the thing is, people who know the character can make him like can still keep the Joker, but make it like fit for like, you know, um when we look at like the uh the Batman Adventures uh cartoon, right? He was still Joker, but it was appropriate for kids because this is a kid's show, right? But you can also take that same thing and then crank up the darkness and have him do some depraved shit, but it's still Joker, right? There's still this part to him that you want to, like, that draws you to him. Yep. And the fact that he's the complete opposite of Batman, like, that that's what makes the two of them work so well, because they're complete polar opposites of each other. So I, when you don't oh, have man. the polar opposite, it's just this one dude, and then you take away all the stuff that makes him Joker, you know, you just kind of keep a little laugh and say he was just down, downtrodden. and like you don't make him literally just like oh a my God. psychotic person. Dog, I, I am I'm curious. I'm I like just go see it, man. I'm curious to hear people's takes because when I was leaving the theater, there was a group of film students behind me. And I, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna put this on them as just being some young ass film students. But they were like, Oh, this is interesting. I, like they can they can change the whole way like of Batman's origin and stuff with this character. And I'm listening to this and I'm like, but you can't though, because this dude's a bitch. There's no way that he would ever be a foe. And the mystery of the Joker is completely gone in this. You can't, you can't just jump into bat. It, it wouldn't be the character Batman anymore. It, I don't know what it would be. And it wouldn't, it's already not the Joker. You can't start the story this way. I mean, if you just want to take liberties and do whatever at by the same time being like, fuck comic book films, that's fine. But it, it just, I, I don't, I don't feel like Warner Brothers, and I said this when they first said they were doing this and they released the first trailer. I don't feel like Warner Brothers has earned the liberty to take these type of liberties with any comic book character from the DC universe with the shit they've given us so far i don't feel like they have earned that at all you know what i would give you i would i would give you that because like somebody like marvel can take stuff like that because they've already earned you know what i mean they they earn that trust from us yes they've shown that they're capable of handling the characters with due respect 
And Warner Brothers has shown us that they are capable of hiring a dude named Tom Phillips who doesn't want to make a fucking comic book film while claiming while making a film based on a comic book character. Oh, can we talk about this? W uh so Warner Brothers has tried numerous times to not make a comic book movie and they've always been bad. They yes. tried to like, hey, we're not gonna make a comic book movie about this comic book character, and that's why they're bad. But I don't like and it's you would think they would get it because when they make films like Aquaman, then you know, at least they lean into the silliness of it and they make it fun. And then when they make a film like Shazam, I feel like the Shazam writers like for one that, of the best rated movies. Yeah, they care about the character. They care about the character, they care about the story, they care about the silly elements, they care about the serious elements, they really played into it, and because of that, they got a good film. But because the studio didn't believe in Shazam, it didn't do as well as it could have, they didn't push it as hard as they could have, and now they have nothing. So they're leaning on this Joker movie and trying to sell it as Oscar bait and Joaquin Phoenix redefining a character and Ty Phillips redefining the character only it, like, first of all, it didn't need a re the character didn't need a redefinitioning. Okay. We didn't need that. What we needed from y'all was a good ass comic book film. What you've given us is a good film. I'll give it that you've given us a good drama. It's not a comic book film. No, man. Like don't try to throw this into your universe and being like, this is what we're building dc off of now they don't even do any of the dc logo stuff at all with this movie like this the the openings that they've been doing with all the other dc films that is not here so they don't even think this is a comic book film i just wish people would stop saying that that's my biggest gripe right now is calling it a comic book film like nah watchmen is gonna do what they think they're doing much better shout out to hbo and yeah, like I, I just a person like you can't play it both ways. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't sit here and say, "Oh, it's a, it's a, it's not a comic book movie." And then when you, you like, if you hear it starts getting good reviews, then it is. Or, or when people are talking about the violence, you're like, "Well, the violence was in the comics, but I'm making something separate." Like, like pick a side. Like you can't go back and forth. You can't jump back and forth trying to be like, "Oh, whatever fits me now." You know what I mean? Like, you you wanted to make a movie. That movie could have made without being the Joker, and it would have still worked. It was just regular. That, that movie could have been called Stan, or just Arthur, which is the name. Yeah, of the and, it, and, it, and it'll and it'll still it'll still work. But when you bring in a story, and it only happens with comic books. Like, what other like we don't have any other books. Like, hey, this movie is based on this story, but I changed everything about it. Like, no, nobody. We don't do that. No, that's not the story. That's not that character. Like that I mean, character works, right? There, there's a reason, and you know, this goes all the way back to well, it goes further back than this. But when it first started bothering me, it was like in X Men, right? The first mm -hmm. X Men movie, they make the little ha 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 fuck you guys line about what do you think we're gonna be wearing yellow spandex? And it's like, I mean, there's a reason those costumes have been on the X Men for like forty years. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like they work. It's it's weird kind of like to think about it outside of being a comic book, but you're making a movie about these comic book characters. Everybody has accepted that Wolverine wears a yellow and blue suit. Like you don't have to change it to be edgy. People like Wolverine already. You don't have to make us like these characters. You're going into it with a base of people that are already invested in all of your characters. All you have to do is present a compelling storyline for them. But even that, you're just like, I need to just put my stamp on it. And, like, nobody cares about your vision, Brian Singer or Todd Phillips or whoever. 
we don't give a shit about you. We're here for the characters that we already know and that we already care about. And like, it seems like Marvel is the only company that understands that because everybody else is like, nah, this director is going to reinterpret this in a way because he's smarter and knows more and is a better artiste than these people who've built these characters from the ground up and like nurtured their fan bases for years and, and, and years. And, and yeah, grew the, grew the characters up for some I of these mean, places, what, half a century? I mean, I won't, yeah. I won't give, I won't say that Marvel's the only one. Like, um, the boys on Amazon did a very good job with that series. Um, the I can't remember what the Netflix series was called about the kids that uh, all had special abilities, and they did thirteen. Episodes. Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy was done very well. The DC on CW, CW the shows care about the DC characters from the point of the comic books, right? But that's head by a different group than the yeah. film, you know, their DC entertainment or DC movies or whatever you want brother films, whatever you want to call it. It's just the directors that Warner brother picks that don't fucking get it. The same way that Fox was picking directors that didn't get it. Like they didn't get it because they didn't give a shit about comic books. They just gave a shit that there might be some base underlying story. They can, they can't, they cared about cherry picking things they liked about elements of the comic book and then making their own film based on that. It was never about doing it for the fans. And I think one thing that like Mike is talking about is hugely missed from making comic book films is the fact that you are directly catering to the fans. Like there's not a Harry Potter film that does not cater to Harry Potter fans. The Twilight series exactly. worked because it catered to the Twilight series fans. Like, yeah, there's no, it makes no fucking sense to take a, a popular source material and adapt it into a film or a show and be like, nah, fuck the fans. They don't know what they like. We know what you like. What? The, the people who made that story popular, the people who made you want to buy it in the first place. <laughs> the whole reason you have a budget for this project yeah the whole reason you had interest you just ignore you had interest in this you know oh this is a book that's extremely popular let me take the title of it and not follow it all not even read it when i make the movie (laughs) i don't get it i feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot you got a brand that's already popular why are you messing it up even sam raimi's spider-man like cared about the comic bookiness of the character yeah you know i don't like those films but he i can't say they aren't comic book films yeah and they i mean they fit silver age spider-man yeah so you knew what spider-man he was pulling from at least you get that much from it yeah you might it might be like i don't like the way it was executed (laughs) but the whole vibe was there like, like, if you want to take liberties with a superhero movie, then do something like Brightburn, which, to the best of my knowledge, is an original screenplay. Then you can have a superhero movie construct and then do whatever you want to the character because it's your character and you're not relying on a fan base. Now, of course, that's too difficult for a lot of these people because then you rely on the strength of your own storytelling and not this character's, like, massive history to get butts in seats. So you really, really have to be a good storyteller and a good presenter of this package to get people to come see it. 
But if you want to do that, then you can do that. Otherwise, do the fucking character that people want to go see. Like, that's like making you go and do the color purple and you add new characters and shit to it. Like, it's a book. People already know the book. It's a play. People know the play. It's a movie. People know the movie. Don't go reinventing the wheel. Just, you can be a director and put your touch on a thing without having to go way out of the fucking ordinary. Like, James Gunn made a lot of interesting creative decisions when he made Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But it's still a movie about Star-Lord, Gamora, Rocket, Drax, and Groot. And if anybody knew those characters beforehand, it's a really fun take on all of them. And, like, Drax is less serious than he is in the comic books. But so what? Like, that's the sort of thing that you give a director leeway with when you can tell that they take care in the whole scope of the project. And you're like, okay, fine. So in this particular universe, he's not the same way that he is in this one that I've been used to reading. But then you just move on with your life. and nobody. Nobody said anything about it. It was totally fine. And that's the kind of stuff that you can, you know, like you see when directors care about comic book movies in particular, because they seem so divisive for people. Um, And especially like, I think I'm really important Hollywood people. You know what I mean? I, I just think it's really disrespectful to not just comic book fans, but to comic book creators and illustrators. Truly to take their property and like there are so many different versions of characters. There's so much source material available for you to pick and pull great ideas from, you know, series that ran for significant amount of time that are certain eras of people's lives. They grew up reading this stuff and you just kind of brush it aside. Like, ah, that's kid shit. I got a better screenplay writer over here. My cousin Billy writes great screenplays. He can take this X-Men thing and turn it into something better. Like, really? I thought it would be easier for you to just like use what was there that people already love and have not seen adapted into a motion picture yet. That's new to them. It's a new experience. It's something for them to relive and recapture that experience for them again. And you would rather shit on it for 20 years and tell your actors not to read the comic books, not to familiarize themselves with it. Don't do any research on this character. Okay. Just do something in front of the camera and I'll tell you if I think you're doing it right. That is amazing. Yeah. It's insane. That's ridiculous. Like there's, I don't understand how they got in front of execs and presented those cons, those ideas to them, and some, and people went, "Yup, here's 130 million dollars, run with it." You know, I could see if you gave them 100 million dollars for like Wild Wild West, and on paper that shit looked great, but then when you started watching it, you were like, "Oh, this is You're terrible." Like, Ooh, <laughs> it's got Will Smith. Will Smith's doing a soundtrack. Oh yeah, it's gonna make all the money. It's gonna be amazing. Ooh, not quite. Actually, it might have even made a lot of money. It just was not a good movie at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. So I wanted to ask y'all a question because uh, I had um, been doing some hip hop research this week. I just got kind of I didn't want to look for new rap to listen to. And for some reason, I was in like a whole mind state. So I went back and I listened to some albums that when we reviewed them for Airgasm, not necessarily us three, 
but when they got reviewed by where's my 40 acres it wasn't the best review or at least for me it wasn't the most favorable review as far as in the album for the album's sake you know what i'm saying so um two of them that and i won't necessarily say that that was true for one of them but the one specifically that i went back to and listened to was earl sweatshirt's doris album I don't know why. I think I'd been listening I to was some listening Tyler. To part of Doris today. Yeah, I'd uh, been just randomly. I'd been listening to some Tyler Creator, and I'd been listening to some other rappers. And what ended up happening was I had a playlist called Best of 2013, Best Production I do those of best 2013. Of playlists on usually most every year myself. Well, it just started randomly playing in my. I didn't select it for some reason. Spotify selected it, and I was like, "What playlist yeah, yeah, yeah. is this?" And I started listening. It was beats from like Pusha T's album around that time. A lot of stuff from Drake's Nothing Was the Same. And then one of them was Hive from Doors. And I Hive was is like, such a fire ass track, too. Oh, I remember this beat. This shit was dope. I was ready for this album to be dope. Why didn't I like Doors? And then so I was like, let me go back and give Doris <laughs> another spin. It's been five, six years. Let me see what it sounds like now. Promise hair Ron, I put my fist up after I get my dick sucked. Quick buck, maybe a gold chain. With that fucking flow, the sister sober littles, men, they tentatively tend to turn and go when I am finished stone cold. Hardly fucking with these niggas, nigga, listen. The description doesn't fit. If not a synonym or menace, then forget it. And turn these critics and interns admit it. This shit spitted, just burn like six furnaces. Rid it up, fix learning in digits and simultaneously dispelling one trick pony miss, isn't he? And it was just interesting, like, what my take is on the album now compared to then. I think I appreciate the album more now, but I also still have some holdups with the album. And, like, I'll go into that in a little bit. But I was just curious if y'all done that with any albums lately or do y'all ever do that? And if so, like, what was the what was one of the albums that y'all went back and listened to? And what was your opinion before? And what was your opinion after revisiting it later? Man, I have to go and do some research. Let me pull up the archives real quick. <laughs> about to go about like what, what did I listen to recently? Recently, yeah, exactly. I listened to the Earth Gang album today. Oh, that album is that's that's been on my state of rotation the whole week. Uh, let's see. I put a Mr. Cheek song on my phone, but I did not listen to his album. Holy shit! You went back if you went back and listened to a Mr. Cheek's album. Well, somebody tweeted about the sample for it. Uh, on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh yeah, let me go listen to it." And I listened to the original, listened to the Mr. Cheeks song. Gotcha. Uh, Maxa Cream's record is new, so that don't count. Uh, I this ain't a hip hop album at all. I re-listened to Toxicity by System of a Down front to back, and that shit is fucking. Oh, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing but greatness. Holy moly, it's so good. Every, <laughs> every System of a Down. So good. That joint came out in 2001. I feel old as fuck. That shit was so amazing to me when I was a child and also now as an adult. Uh, Man, I'm trying to think of some... Like, because it's like, it's not just old. It's old stuff that I thought was not really hidden. Yeah. And it wasn't just that it wasn't hidden. It was also trying to figure out why it wasn't hidden. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, well, that happens it? to me every single time Travis Scott puts out an album. It's like, I think it's like, meh. 
for like a month and then i'm like oh no this shit is fire hmm. so you could count rodeo uh birds in the trap and astroworld in that category because this happened every single time you go back but, and listen to his hell one the which one the mixtape he released the uh, alfaro is that what it was called Yes, the yeah, one with yeah, Hell of a yeah. Night on it. Yeah, the one with Hell of a Night on it. My bad. I just yeah, think that, Hell of I always like that one, okay. oddly enough. Yeah, that was like perfect dark Travis. It just, it was more rappy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, he didn't do any auto tune stuff on it. I don't believe. I think that was right before he got really heavy in the auto tune. But it was just more accessible to me. But yeah, no, I always fuck with that. Because Hell of a Night was the first song of his I ever heard. You posted it on our website for like, um, mixtape you made for like memorial day or some shit mm-hmm. and i was like oh this shit goes and then i downloaded the tape and listened to it and i was like oh this dude travis scott is nice and then i just kind of didn't think about him anymore and rodeo came out and i was like i guess i don't know why rodeo didn't catch me because that album is fantastic i i could understand um, why initially it was a for it was probably one of his most like R&B-ish mixed with hip-hop poppy sounding joints. Like, it definitely sound like he was riding a wave that was popular but around the that time. the production on 3500 oh, is yeah. some of the best shit I've ever heard still. Yeah, no, 3500 slaps forever. My God. God, you, that, that was one of the reasons. I mean, and I just liked Rodeo. I felt like he did songs better than some other rappers who had attempted them on rodeo so i and i don't know roby i just like travis scott because he was dark period but when he sure. added the singing element and shit and he played around with the production on rodeo nothing else sounded like it at the time but i can definitely that say that true. it did not age well like for me 90210 was like i was like eh. and then i heard it live and i was like okay i get it now okay yeah i love 90210 because wiley also did a 90210 and i feel like both of them were good songs but travis's is better right but it yeah, definitely... Travis is the only person I can think of right now. I'm going to have to really like go through and look through my whole music history to see, which I'm going to do, but I'm going to have to like, do it in the background. It might take a second. Dog, I'm sitting here looking at stuff. I wish I made stuff. a playlist of the albums that we reviewed. Some of the stuff wasn't even like albums I reviewed, but people I I liked better, and I went back and listened to stuff. So like for like for me, like 21 Savage. I remember when 21 Ooh, came out, I didn't yes, stand sir. 21. Mm-hmm. And then I felt the same like, way for about a week, and then I heard uh, "No Heart" would turned up real loud, and I was like, "Oh, never mind, I'm into it." Like I, and I couldn't do it, and then I think I think um, what was that song? M's. I think that was one of the first ones. I kind of like that was on a bunch of memes and stuff. But then I was like, I still don't really like it that much. And then he came up with his new album, and I and I listened to it. I was like, "Oh man, this is dope." Yes, sir, so I went back and listened to like this the. Oh, you went to the, the old, old the tapes and stuff. The old stuff that went back to like yeah. without warning and stuff. Like and I was like, "Yo, without warning is, is great." I was like, "This shit is dope." Like, what was this that? album? Is still kind of mid. I re-listened to that one recently, and I was like, "Eh, the songs I like are the songs I like. The ones I don't are misses." But that joint with Metro is crazy, and the mm-hmm. one he, the original one he did with Metro, and then the one with Metro and Offset. I feel like sometimes one. later albums kind of get you in the mindset of understanding an artist better, so then you can better go back. And listen and to recontextualize it. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure the thing. Yeah, that's what happened. That's kind of what I was doing with Doris because I liked 
the um I don't what I don't fuck with something I don't go outside I don't and, like shit I don't go outside yeah, yeah I fucked with that joint hard but Me I too. didn't fuck with Doris that hard and Chum then, is my favorite Earl Sweatshirt song and that is on Doris I, man he got so many good dark ass beats on Doris okay he does so here's my thing here's my thing Chum, with Earl Sweatshirt Here, here's here's my thing with Earl like Earl can spit Earl is technically talented Definitely. Earl is a lyricist. My problem yep. with Doris, and I still have that problem now, six years later, is that I can see the trees, but I can't always see the fucking forest where Earl Dog. Like, I don't be getting the <laughs> whole story of what he trying to tell me in a song. And sometimes I feel like I feel like he is so good at wordplay and imagery sometimes that he might just be saying some shit because it's cool. But I'm trying to put all the cool shit together he's saying, to, all the cool shit he's saying together to make a picture that he wasn't painting. And I don't know if I'm doing that or not because I don't fully contextually understand or comprehend the full scope of everything that he's saying in the song sometimes. As far as like, why is all of this important? Is he just talking about some shit he did on a day and just using wordplay to progress through talking about some shit he did on a day or like is there anything more here like some songs i get them they're definitely stories where he's talking about himself and other times i feel like he just saying shit to say it and i don't know sometimes i can't differentiate and i'm feeling like is this song deeper than what i'm hearing am i just not early enough to get earl because i didn't have that problem with the second joint like, I got what he was talking about on that stuff. I got the imagery. I just don't get it on Doors. But I be liking the songs, though. All right. I sorted my albums in my iTunes library by year. So I'm not going to go back any further than, like, 2013. Uh, I like that. I like that. Let's see what we... Because I'll add shit and then not even fuck with it and just not bother deleting it from my iTunes library because I'm lazy. So, if it's in here, I would know. What did I not like? It took me a while to get Vince Staples. I will say that. And now I'm a huge fan. I didn't. I never had that problem with Vince. I pretty much got what he was doing. I, yeah, I think I that, was it. it was it Blue Soy Shoes Junk? Yeah. Just, yeah. That was one that, I think that was the first thing I heard from him. I just and got I remember Vince. really liking that. I just don't Earl be Earl be like walking through the swamp with your shoes in the trajectory of lies and the cries of the skies where they fly doves and eyes. I don't mean what he's talking about sometimes, but I just love it. Yeah, it like good. I'm like, what is he what is he talking about in the sea is the beholders? Right. But I'm holding when I'm holding like Derek when he running, when he's shooting and he throwing, kneeling like Copernicus, Kaepernick, a cap a quick, a cap a quick, a cap a dick. I'm like, what are you what are, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? By the way, that bar was dope. But what are you talking about? I don't understand. Like, yeah, that with Earl and stuff like that, like the rhythm of his raps, I like almost as much as what he's actually saying. And so like he had one joint that kept catching me. He kept, he was like, it was, he said it was dark as Paul Mooney at night, but the moon was out or some shit. And I was like, that's a dope (laughs) bar. But what is he talking about? Doris. So I have added seven songs from Doris to my iTunes playlist, which means I officially fuck with half of that album, Heavy. That sounds about now, right. Doesn't mean I don't like the rest of it, but like those are the ones I'm like, I want to make sure these come up in my shuffle from time to time. 
that that's about how I felt with the album when it first came out. I appreciate it more now, but I don't think I gained any depth, any more depth from it six years later listening to it. Like I'm not catching stuff I didn't catch before. I like Triple X by Danny Brown more now than I did then, and I liked it then quite a good bit. Okay, first off, Triple X is a classic. And I agree with you. I'm just saying I listened to it again recently and I was like, damn, this shit is better than I thought it was. I bumped the shit out of Triple X, like especially when I found out that nigga freestyled the whole shit. Like I bumped the shit. I didn't know that. And now I'm going to go re re listen to it again. Yeah, I love Triple X, man. Yeah, he freestyled that whole shit, dog. (laughs) Old is like peak Danny Brown for me. But Triple X is is. Oh, that's so jump right up there into the stratosphere too. He's so like I say this all the time, but I mean it right now. He's so fucking provocative on that project. <laughs> he's over oh the yeah, top he's wilding out. <laughs> but like the other the other album I went back and listened to was old from Danny Brown because I hadn't listened God to. Damn, it. I fucking love that. Record. Wasn't wasn't old the that was the one that was like the, it was on like a two part almost like one part was real like somber the next part was just party shit the whole yes the whole yes okay. he was like he, he literally was talking about the old danny brown so he rapped with the old guttery danny brown so, sound and then he got into the he high pitch voice shit Freddie Gibbs, i think is the halfway point where it flips yeah. and i was like I'm, actually it might oh. not i don't remember the track this no no, no, is, no you're is, right is, you're right that's like track number four or five on the album because i just that, got uh, okay yeah that song with danny that song with um gibbs yeah the song with gibbs is dope as fuck he's got a lot yeah. of dope songs up there even the ones where he's wilding with his voice and the beat is completely different edm and sounded he's still killing them yeah, fucking that a track deal he signed is why those beats sound like that but he's like I, full like edm trap and he it, it he's so perfect for that's the thing danny's so versatile he can rap over boom bap stuff and like black milk beats as much as he can rhyme over like super technical trap beats like you know that shit saying? was just like he had dip. <laughs> he was just like yeah, oh my god, the floor. break your speakers off. But the um, the braid your hair joint, like that, like he's just twenty five bucks is my favorite song that he's ever released. He's ever. just rapping about how his mom used to braid people's hair so they could pay for food so and they shit could on the stoop, money and occasionally Chinese food. That's it. But the way he does it is so fucking dope. The imagery, the wordplay, everything is right there. That, like that purity ring uh, chorus is not hurting either. What is the um Kush coma? That shit is fire. Oh, that like, one with Q? Yo, that shit in the, oh, the whip dope, is yeah, Dolphin wearing it too. No, it's not Q. It's ASAP. Is Q on it as well? Or is it just ASAP? Q's got a different song. Q Kush is Koma on is there, but it ASAP is a different song. Kush coma is Danny and Q or Danny and ASAP. Yeah, yeah. Q got a different song, which is a Dolphin rental. Kush coma is yes, fire. That's it. But that shit, uh, the last song on the album, Float on with, uh, with uh, Charlie XCX. Yeah, that shit was so smooth, like. Yeah, old definitely was. I appreciate that. Is that is a good more. ass album. Go listen to old right now. Pause the uh, podcast. <laughs> go listen to that shit, and then come back and talk to us. And after you're done listening to it, I liked I feel old like when it Triple dropped. X better though. I, Fair yeah, enough. I'm not going to argue yeah. that. Like I'm Triple not going to argue. Got better beats it, though. I mean, both of those albums are great. It's he was working with a... to, to me when he when he started at the whole like Triple X when he said uh, like I just hit play. He was like Brown blessed the mic like zoom tight. I was like I'm in. Oh, that I particular song, it. "Die Like a Rockstar." <laughs> like, come on, dog. He just he named it the, the synthetic substitution like, drum beat. And bro, it's, made that the, it's the stuff he said about them rock stars though, like how he would die like them. That shit. Keith Moonstrooms in my living room. Yeah, that man. And listen. to know he freest. I'm sorry. I don't know how high this nigga was, but the shit that he said extremely bro, was is the insane. Answer. 
It was so dope. And it just gets worse and where every song just gets more and more fucking provocative. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which you getting beats from Black Milk at, at certain points and shit. Like it's just a it's just a dope ass. I'm sorry. He did the whole tape with Black Milk. Yeah, he did. It was uh Brown and Black, wasn't black it? Black and Brown. A Black and Brown. Yeah. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Let me go and look, go I like this. I'm just adding this adding stuff you to gotta the Gotta do it. This is why I start these conversations. I'm like, yo. Man, I forgot all about black and brown. Let's go ahead and add that to the to the <laughs> library. <laughs> like so much. Oh, here's an album that I didn't hit me as much as I thought it would at first, and then I went back and listened to it and I was like, oh, this shit is a masterpiece. Undone by the Roots. Really? I listened to that about I, a month ago. I liked Undone. I love Undone. Yeah, yeah I liked Undone. I liked Undone as well, but I love Undone now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played the shit out of Undone. Dude, I actually hated I had, it. <laughs> um, I think I still got it on my damn phone. I don't think I never deleted it because I think they uh, released a um, uh, they released the app with that one. Did they? Oh, oh shit. Yeah. So they had an app with it, right? But it like it had people like you know because Undone tells a story of a person. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they had the, they had all this companion piece of, like actors tell like different people in his family telling their story. So oh, that's amazing. So when I had I was listening to that and the album, I was like, yo, just it was like watch the movie. It was sad at the end. <laughs> just it's a sad yes. project. It's a beautiful project, though. I remember keep people kept trying to compare that to the one before it. And like I just never understood why people found it necessary to really do that with Undone. I don't know. I don't know what that was about, honestly. I thought Undone I think all, was a dope. All the Roots album. albums, unless they tell you specifically otherwise, should be taken as one individual piece of art. With like this has a clear creative focus that we were trying to do for this album specifically. And then we're going to move on to something else for the next album. I just yeah. think, I think how I got over was so good to people that it when they heard incredible. Undone. That's my, maybe my favorite Roots record of all. Yeah, you know, when it's they, funny. When it's they still did not, Undone, my, they it's not my favorite. Which one is yours? I, that's not Tipping Point. Virtual. I, somebody no, no, posted no, like no, your top three Roots albums on Twitter and there was all kinds of choices all over the if, place. If, if I had to, if somebody asked me like which one, which Roots album had to like grow on you a lot. And it would be for me. It would be how I got over. And a lot of people, it was an instant like they loved that album as soon as they heard it. Really? How I got I over th- had to grow I never, you. I never thought it was bad or anything, how or anything did... like that. But it just didn't. It just didn't hit me. It like had that. to grow on you. Like it didn't hit me like that. Like blue verses and Fonte verses. They yeah, had to grow I don't, yeah, on man. You? Like it, it, there's nothing bad about the album. I listen to it now and I still enjoy it. It just didn't. It, I don't know. Oh I my, can't like, put my fang. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I played. I I freestyled. Walk. I rapped. Walk alone. And dear God, two religiously. And I had all. I'm, I've had all the words known to every rapper's verse on how I got over in an extremely short period of time. Yeah. As with how much I listened to that album. I mean, that was another one. I was in in that period. I was bumping how I got over and undone back to back all the time ashley hated those albums because i always played them (laughs) oh she was like oh my god are you listening to this again like she hated (laughs) it philadelphia is my that's my favorite that's the 
That's just a classic. They just released um uh, and I bought it, the um uh anniversary vinyl set for Things Fall Apart. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. It's uh you get it's three LPs, we got some bonus junks, full book, and then uh, you know, all the nice in depth line of notes that Questlove used to do with all his CDs. Of course. Apple music needs to release homegrown volume one and two as the unedited versions both on apple music before i have to go to cupertino and slap somebody no, I, homegrown i remember the homegrown beginner's guide to understanding the roots parts one and part two they yes. have them on apple music but one of them is edited and what type of shit is that i'm a grown-ass man i'm not listening to edited music first off apple music need to chill with playing edited albums period because they kept doing that with the baby's album. Yeah, they'll default to, to the edited al- albums. I'm like, dog, no. Why are you editing the baby's album? Like, who is even asking for an edited version who? of the baby's album? No one. Nobody. Them, them churrens? No. <laughs> churrens don't need to listen to the baby. They really don't, though. They don't. Also, like, shout out to wh- this nigga starting, him, uh, starting every song before it starts. Like, starting to rap. Every every song the, baby, starts. the baby. <laughs> See, some people have been saying on Twitter has been incredible. <laughs> He went you with four bars in the first second. Nigga, One second. What? Nigga. Yeah. what is he going literally on? starts rapping before the beat on like five of the songs on that Bruh. album? Oh my well, god! He came up with, was gone. Was a uh, was the last one he put out before Kirk? Uh, baby oh, on baby. baby on baby. Yeah, baby on. Baby. It was like Suji. That's played. the name I'm of like, the album. Like, the song is Shug, like, I think. Like oh, goddamn, god. nigga, how you already come in? Speaking of speaking yeah, of this, nigga. Was, Nobody, well, who, who asked this nigga to explain to us that Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole be going over rap fans' heads, dog? Like, wait, what? Yo, your boy got on, got in some interview and said Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole's music sometimes goes over rap fans' heads. Like, we didn't, like, we already haven't had this conversation before. I mean, right. It's like, yes, some people, but also everybody knows that. And who cares? Kind of like the people that get it, get it. And the people that don't get it, don't get it. I mean, I don't know. I would say this. Uh, we all know Kendrick shit is deep. I mean, hell, he got he got two dissect seasons based on his album. Yeah, you know, straight and up. J. Cole doesn't. J. Cole. <laughs> it's, I mean, he said, uh, so the baby said, if I listen to a Kendrick verse, J. Cole verse, I hear everything they're saying the first time I listen to it. I understand it. I can digest it. I can really listen to it. A lot of people can listen to shit like that, and it goes over their head. A lot of people just want to hear the beat. Okay. I I actually agree with that. I yeah, do it don't too. even seem like he's being me. He just see like uh, I'm. He's like I'm smarter than most of y'all. <laughs> it's, it's, Which it's, sounds like something he would say. I mean, he's fair not enough done. He's not done. So he said, when it comes to the music, the traits you got to have in order to make lit music, club music, to have the swag with it, to have a lingo. I got those traits just from my environment, how I came up and I got the brains to be able to play around with words. And it says to illustrate his point, the billion dollar baby founder spoke about how his breakout hit Suge was inspired by actually going to the bank and finding out his check from Interscope had cleared. He hmm, he didn't re- hmm. He, <laughs> 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 he, 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 he 
<laughs> he, he did he did recorded the song in 10 minutes based on the feeling of having real money for the first time on the track baby the baby raps say i'm the goat act like i don't know but fuck it i'm obviously with it don't make me go hit the bank and take out a hundred to show you our pockets are different i got the wordplay i got the vocabulary to be able to really really rap the baby added Hmm. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) These rappers, yo. (laughs) I mean, it's not Mortal Man, but you know, it's lit. I like it. Bruh, I swear to God. Like, I don't even blame this on him. I blame this on Genius or whoever did this interview for writing this article. Like, this nigga said some other whole other shit. Oh, really I gotta did. send you a link to the greatest genius explains of all time, including all the ones we have already watched. You gotta see this shit. Yeah, Let me find it. Send me that. But like, yes, this shit is amazing. Like he, like you're, we're right. He didn't. Say, he's not dissing him or anything. But he, I also feel like he tried to act like he does a better balance or something. Like he, like because again of the way he was raised, his swag allows him to better balance lit music and intelligent music. And I'm like. But Kendrick, I mean, yes, but that damn tour sold out. Dog everywhere, nigga. On five continents. (laughs) I'm just like when rappers like quintuple platinum, bro. Are you serious? Here's my thing, though. Like, if it goes over, if shit, Kendrick and Cole say go over niggas' heads. I ain't seeing that being represented in the paperwork in the bank, dog. Financially, right. Yeah. Not at all. Like, that's not being not represented. At all. Like, we're not, you're not saying that these niggas is like a mortal technique and niggas don't like this. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mortal technique sales don't match his lyrics. Maybe, at all. Kendrick's like, do. You know what I'm saying? They <laughs> calls do. These niggas are making seven figures for a show. Nigga, Kendrick was like in the four has been in the Forbes five or whatever as far as rappers go for the last like eight years. Yes. This nigga absolutely. made like fifty million dollars last year on the tour circuit or some shit. Like Yeah. What what are we talking about? It, it went over who had? Who had went over? Now don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. The stuff that he was saying in like Humble probably did go over some people's heads. But that didn't stop them from yelling along the words, even if they don't know the like double and triple entendres behind what he is saying. Yeah. This shit way too crazy, A, is something people will say regardless. Bro, niggas figured out 10 months after we reviewed the album that you could listen to it in reverse and forward. Right. Like, yeah, it definitely went over people's people's heads. (laughs) And yet, the album was already double platinum by the time people figured it out. Nigga, super platinum. This nigga released like eight (laughs) vinyls for this album. He released the collector's edition and he released the the vinyl forwards and then released it in reverse when niggas figured out you could listen to it that way. I have both. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't go that far out of reach because this nigga is loaded. Like set for suit. I ain't heard Kendrick say nothing for a minute. Like he chilling hard, which means he must be working on something crazy. Cause everybody else kind of talking like schoolboy back torn. You know, niggas is talking. Kendrick is silent right now. Silent, which, which means niggas need to be know, worried. I think the most, the only last thing I he did was like that sir. By the way, it was that sir. Uh, uh, the song was sir. Yeah, he'll pop up and do features on TGE spots. 
and oh, that's yeah. pretty much it. You get a random stray yeah, verse. Yeah, I don't think we've heard him. Says what? Black Panther. He's been very silent, dog. Uh, that feels right. Black yeah. Panther. He did a song with Rich the Kid that was around that same time, but that was it. And you know that Black Panther song, the popular, um, the all of the whatever. Dead. Yeah, that not King's King's Dead. Is that the one with Scissor? Yeah, the la di da di da slab on my knife, et cetera, et cetera. No, 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 no. The one with Scissor. That shit has over like a billion oh, spins on Spotify, dog. Like it says what? It has over like a billion spins on Spotify. Ha! That's not surprising. Like Kendrick is crazy. They're crazy right now. <laughs> okay, and he's been real silent. He don't gotta work. This nigga don't gotta work no more ever in life. He's probably, I'm sure he's going to, but he don't have to. I feel like he, the fact that we not hearing nothing mean he working. Oh yeah, I mean I'm sure it is too. Something's yeah. in the works. But it is a problem still. about to come. We about to get some old crazy ass shit, which is what what we love about Kendrick. Meanwhile, J Cole is talking every chance he get about not doing features and how many features he did do before he stopped doing them and all this other stuff, like nonsense yo hit that chat link bro give me one second i'm uh yep checking something out but yeah this, this, uh, this in the spirit of snitching i have this provided for us this nigga said in, in the spirit of spirit snitching. in the spirit of six nine yes <laughs> may he rest in peace yo y'all let that man <laughs> live man he he got that I'm not saying wherever he's at i hope he's peaceful he got that cop 10 years dog he got Amber Guyver or Guyver ten years, ten fucking years. I mean, she, she in any go. other state, she would have got nothing. Let's just be real. I, look, I'm happy that she got convicted and she's doing some. Jail. I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm surprised she got convicted as well, but still, come on, man. Look, this is what I was expecting. Like, so she got like I was like she ain't gonna get convicted. And then she got convicted. And I was like, you know what? They gonna get this girl ten years with like eleven of them suspended. Served, yeah. right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like how how so how you suspend more years than she got? Yon, how'd that work? Bruh. Like, so she, she, if she do something in the future, she ain't got to She ain't got to right. do nothing. So the fact that she's going to actually do some time behind bars, nigga, I got to take my wins when I can. Bruh. <laughs> I can't be bad all the time. That's a win, too, man. So you weird. know what I mean? Like, that, like that's, that's how sad it is with us in the justice system and cops. Nigga, like, that's our reality. Just... Like, niggas, but they can't, people on Twitter, which I'm back on Twitter now, if y'all ain't know. Um, people on Twitter can't even keep up with their tweets or their projections with how fast this move. Niggas tweeted eight hours ago, oh, she ain't about to get found nothing. Then she got found guilty. Niggas tweets that saying she won't gonna get found guilty is still trending while they tweeting about her sentencing. Oh, she she ain't about to get sentenced to nothing. And then she get 10 years, and now niggas is tweeting, oh, she ain't get enough years like it was and what's funny is it was people looking at the judge because you know the judge had issues um like like they couldn't even keep up with their tweets about their perception of what the judge was doing on the case and just a quick breakdown for people who don't know we're talking about like who are they talking who are they talking about we're talking about um amber guyber who was on trial this week for shooting uh baltham gene yeah yeah. That's funny. in his own damn house walked into that man's apartment talking about she thought it was hers fired two shots into his chest then proceeded not to give him cpr because she was too busy on the phone calling for emergency services and needed to go look at the door to tell them where to find her because she didn't know where she was that was her explanation for why she didn't give him cpr on the scene was, she was on it the was phone house, yeah it Nigga, was it's all it is how many of y'all 
have gotten off when you live like in an apartment something got off on the wrong floor and be like mm, this don't feel right done it before <laughs> like, I've like, done it before mm. as well you Never know what I mean you get a little early like this though. this this floor just don't feel I don't know what it is they don't got the same swag as my floor <laughs> you know what I mean so like the, function is off the, the floor look exactly the same you just like nah man you like nah you, this ain't it you look but, you walk by like a a, a, a one of them like welcome mats like no nah, I don't I don't recognize you. <laughs> it's not like, even it's not even just that simple though. Like I hate the fact that we even had to have a case breaking down why she is two hundred and twenty fucking percent a murderer for this. Not only did she get off on the wrong floor, walk to the wrong apartment, but the door was ajar. She then proceeded to walk in to an apartment that she thought was hers that was open. As an officer, she walked in, seen a nigga sitting on the couch, chilling, chilling, and shot him twice. Like, ma'am, this whole I killed him by accident. Nah, dog. When if you if, let me right now in your life, if you come home and your door is ajar, nigga, is you going in? Nah, nigga. No, absolutely not. Because some shit happened. And Let's I don't want to be part of it. I'm not going. I'm going no, I'm to I'm I'm call Nick. Ash. I'm going to be like, yo. Regroup. Right. You exactly. You, you inside? Nigga, is you home? <laughs> Are you okay? And that's like, that's, that's the first step. And then she's going to be like, no, nah, I'm at the store. Oh, word? Okay, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and call the police and let them go in okay. first. And uh, I'll be here outside chilling. Like, you know, I might, I might prop, I might peek in. You know, cause Cora in here, I gotta make sure she good. Yeah. You know, I might is Cora court see if she upstairs. But you know, I'm a, I'm gonna call the police and be like, "Yo, I came home, uh, and my door was open." She, she walked in as the police didn't even announce herself. She could have just walked in like, "Hey, this is the police." Like whoever, if somebody was there stealing, he 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 gone. She claimed she announced the police, but my thing is, she announced that she was a she was the police. It was like police pop pop. Like that's essentially what happened. She was like, "I announced him. I announced that I was I in somebody else's shit," <laughs> and then she shot him. Like you, sh- the man jumped up because you was in his apartment and shot him. Then she gets on the stand and she starts bawling and crying and doing all this extra shit during I the trial. I thought them white women tears are gonna work, sir. Bruh, but did you listen to the ridiculous shit that she was saying that was supposed to be like her sympathy, please? I wish he did have a gun and I wish he had killed me. Instead, so you wish the nigga actually was a murderer that was trying to kill you. But because you feel bad for shooting the innocent man, that's weird ass. Man, I wouldn't feel as guilty about killing that nigga if he had tried to kill me. <laughs> that's what you was wishing from that's the exactly stand. That's exactly what that is. That's what you was wishing on this man from the stand. And then so they so she gets found guilty, and everybody was flipping out over the judge because initially the judge had gave her castle domain or whatever it's called. Wait, what? She basically said it could be the the jury could consider it right. Which if what people I guess what does that mean that they could consider that she castle thought she was in her own home? Being like yeah, you can do shit it's when you're in your home, right? Castle but, mean you thought it's in it's your house, so you feel unsafe in your house. You can kill niggas in your own house. The only problem was she was in another nigga house, but they was gonna allow her to use this. Def- they, she said the jury could consider that defense in her favor, right? When they came to their judgment, that ain't in her favor. Just you can consider it. You can consider it, because like something, some things you can like the jury can ask, and the and the judge can be like, no, this is not part of it. You can't consider. You can't even look at this. Right. 
and people they, were like, like that's crazy because the judge is a black woman so everybody was like oh that's crazy that the judge isn't even allowing this and it's a black woman yo she tripping what the fuck is going on and then we come to find out the reason that people are thinking that she allowed this the assumption is for any type of um, you know, coming back and trying to retry the case, or, uh, or you she, know. they they went from hating her to being like she a legal genius, right? But 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 dog, they went from hating her to being like she's a legal genius. She about so now if they try to you know um if they try to try the case again and use that defense, they can't use it. Which also I, I yeah, read they somewhere can't, they can't do true. it for appeals, basically right for appeals, whatever. But then they was they got mad at her. And the jury all over again when the sentencing got handed down. They was like, they could have gave her any anything from six years to life. And they gave her 10 years with eligibility for parole. So people like, she wouldn't even serve that time, that full time, et cetera, et cetera. So they went back to hating and being mad again. And I was like, this is a crazy roller coaster to watch on social media. First, y'all niggas thought she wasn't even going to get found guilty. Then she got found guilty, and y'all was like, holy shit, she got found guilty, niggas, opposite day. Then y'all was like, well, she probably going to get a year, though. Then she got 10 years, and y'all was like, that ain't enough. Like, I was like, bro, y'all's emotions are all over the place right now. Like, all y'all bipolar. It's bipolar Twitter right now. Y'all's ups and downs, I can't keep up with them. Like, is 10 years enough for killing a person in their own house? No. Do I think that she meant to kill that nigga? Yes. Do I think she racist partly? Yes. Do I think, that like, like, but did I think she was going to get found guilty? Absolutely not. It it kind of shows you, though, like, the amount of pain that the black community has. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's just the back and forth, the back and forth. You just don't know what's going to be what. You know what I mean? You want something, but you don't want something. You get something, but then it's still like that feeling of it's it's not enough. Yeah, if you're you know, gonna like, give it to us, go like, ahead and give it. Nothing's gonna be enough. But it's and, just and then it didn't help. It didn't help that after they sentenced her, what well, two things happened during the trial that caught a lot of people's attention. One was there was a moment where she was crying, and there was a black uh, uh, sheriff or. Uh, uh, officer in the court and she was stroking Amber's hair and fixing her hair up and kind of like consoling her comforting her during the trial and it was a black woman cop and people was like the fuck is you doing sister you know this white woman shot a black man in his own home right like why are you comforting her right now so that kind of threw people off I posted that video in our group and then there was uh the victim's brother got on the stand today after the, the sentencing and he forgave her and told and then he went up and he asked the judge could he hug her and they had this very you know emotional hugging moment where he forgave her and the family, I guess, was forgiving her, and everybody is like, "You don't never see no shit like this when it's a nigga being convicted of doing anything. Like nobody goes and hugs them, and there's no forgiveness, anything like this. And you know, everybody now the conversation is, we got to stop openly forgiving racist people like this. See, I I really disagree with all of that. Okay, 
just for the fact of I don't judge anybody for what you have to do so for your heal- for your own healing process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you you might be in a, like I said I I I don't know what I'll do in that situation. But if you if you got to do that so that you can go forward so that you can live your life so that you don't get and because I mean I I, live, I work in the field where I watch and see people get consumed by their emotions and anger being one of them. If that's what you got to do so you can move forward, I'm not going to judge you on that. Mm-hmm. That's you. That is you. That's what you do. Somebody else does something different. That's them. You know what I mean? So like if that's what you go do because because saying I sit there and you doing that. He wasn't up there like, uh, yeah, your honor, I understand that she got 10 years. Could you take them all from her while I give her a hug? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't do that. You did, She's still going to pay for a consequence. And I bet you the answer, he still wants to pay for the consequence. But I can't have you paying for your consequences. And I continue to think about you every single day. I and it get starts it. to take over my life. And, and like, that's why I'm not really speaking on it. Like, I get what people are saying, but I also get. Like, I, I get that. I get what you're saying. I get I understand that argument and like however people deal with forgiveness and how they deal with pain and trauma and how they can get over things is, is on them. And I also get what the other side is coming from with just like the optics of this forgiving a white woman for killing a black person and hugging her as if she's the victim and forgiveness, like the way it looks. And I understand he's not hugging her like she's the victim. But I also get that the optic, the sympathy optics for a white woman that murdered an innocent black man, et cetera, et cetera. I get where they're coming from with those optics. And I get the whole stop forgiving racists because that doesn't fix anything. And that doesn't compel them to stop being racist or anything like that. We're just like, you know, I I don't, I don't, it's kind of like, I guess, normalizing being like forgiving people's racism and that passive aggressive But it also goes back to the thing of, you know, we'll always like to say, don't put a like when it comes to the onus of change and all that stuff. We you know be like, well, y'all need to talk about this. Like, no, you talk to your white friends. Don't talk. It's not on. It's not our responsibility, yeah. right? It's not ours. It's also not our responsibility to 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 put out how their judge or how they perceive or worry about that. It's your responsibility to just worry what I got to do so I can survive, so I can keep going. Yeah, I, that's why I don't really have a. I don't have a dog in the fight because my brother was murdered. And also, I'm not going to tell people watching this how they should feel about constantly having to see racism be, I think sometimes not just be treated like an illness, but be treated as a misstep or a mistake or forgiven. I understand both sides. So I really don't have a dog in the fight. I just thought it was interesting that that was now, there have been so many arguments from this case. Like people have really, this, this has been just like some hot topic shit, man. It is, it is really got people's blood boiling and they, the conversation surrounding it have been interesting to watch. And I definitely have been on the sidelines, like speaking my piece for me and not for everybody else, just kind of watching people dissect and get into it. But overall, I mean, I hope that this conviction is a step in the right direction for future cases where people of color are innocently murdered or violated in some heinous way by an office, a person of the law or a person authoritate, some authoritative figure that we just know looking at the case from the outside and the typicality of the situation that we're going to be dealing with a situation where somebody's going to get off 
and but we have to prepare I, for that and that emotion that we have to prepare for it just it, it it's draining to go through I it wonder, over and over and over again i still wonder if this would have been different if she had been on duty oh well yeah no nah, i don't think she would have got nothing if she i think she would have been destined you know mean? because because one of the things that's that's crazy when it comes believed. to cops is the is the protections that they're given mm-hmm. like legally you know about um not having to be responsible for helping people and all this stuff there's a lot of you know presidents that set up by in earlier court cases that protect cops so that's why it's always so hard to get convictions and stuff like that with them mm-hmm. so like it all like i always wonder like if she, if that had happened and it had been, you know, somebody had called and said, Oh, I saw a guy or something like that. And he'd have still been same thing. He's still been in his own house. <laughs> you know what I mean? And all that stuff would have been different. I think it would, I don't think it even would have went to trial. Anything I would have just, it would have been grand jury or whatever. Uh, if it even went that far, I think she would have been, she would have just got suspension with pay. Like they usually do taking off active duty or whatever. They would have went to trial, would have been grand jury, found not guilty, like it always is. And then they would have she would have been back working. And it wouldn't have been all these tears and I wish I hadn't. I wish he'd have shot me. I wish he'd have been the murderer I thought he was when I put two in him and didn't give him CPR because we found these racist texts in her phone about other situations where they were dealing with groups of people of color and how she felt about that. Which is just spray mace in the direction of the crowd and shit. Like, dog. This, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it the 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 cock the, the was it the caucasity of it all. At the end of the day, like the amount of stuff that we see on trial, between having to watch that trial play out and her testimony and all that bawling and crying and shit, and then I followed that up with listening to Trump speak with that whole uh, finish. Uh, event that went down today and i i have no hope right now for anything having to do with politics or uh like social justice you know i look at that and i say that shit was a win today her getting found guilty and her getting 10 years but even then that's such a small win you know, it. I don't feel like things are going. Anything is going to drastically change from getting that. I don't think any of us really feel like that. So, yeah. That that was a that was a lot this week. It was. Yeah, it is. By the way, nigga, your TV is playing in the background. <laughs> it is whole time. Somebody's TV is playing in the background. Oh, my shit is muted. My soundbar is not even on. It just got muted. <laughs> it was, was playing, playing like, like the soundbar is off. Like I'm looking at it. Like there's no lights on it. I don't know. It's been some audio playing for a while. That's weird. I don't know where it's coming from. But either way, I will say that to break the tension of all this, we should play that clip I put in the chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he just came from a rapper right named TJX6. What? 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 Yeah, T- you know the rap phenom TJX. Oh, is he a new Terminator? Or some shit? Is he a Terminator? 
One of these little niggas. He's the Terminator. Is he a Terminator? I said, is he a Terminator version? Did he come back for Sarah Connor, John Connor, Susan B. Connor? Like, who did he come back? Now, here's my question. Should we play his song before we have him break it down? It's a very short song, and you don't need to play more than the first, like, What's 30 seconds of it. To Swipe get Story? Yeah, song, Swipe Story. The song is- It's about scamming. This is a dude about writing a whole song about how you be scamming credit cards and shit. And then he does a genius breakdown. But it's a rap song, so he's scamming rap fans into listening to his scamming card song. Yeah, he's also like dry snitching on himself throughout the whole song right, and throughout this not. in-depth I'm, explanation. I'm it's still incredible. Confused. I'm still confused. So he's... There's a young person named TJX6 uh-huh. and he makes right. quote-unquote rap music. And in this particular rap song, he's talking about his particularly trademark patent pending, like tried and true methods for scamming, like credit card scams and getting stolen goods and selling them to make money. What? Why? Bro, but he's Just a rapper. Though. Because reasons. And then on this genius video, he breaks down his lyrics. I hope this is fake. Listen to this. It's not fake at all. About this one time at Walmart, walked in and played it so smooth. I grabbed the shopping cart, break my cousin off a couple hundred because she play her part. Scammed the same Walmart 50 times. I got to play it smart. Listen to what I got to say. I'm about to get crazy like I'm shopping here for clothes and hit electronics. Grab some Xboxes and TVs. I think about seven. I told them that these are all gifts, so they won't even question. As soon as I got up to the counter, they start asking questions. Like, am I getting these for kids or some family members? I said, because I ain't get them none for Christmas in December. She responded back. Like, okay, sir, I understand. Had an Xbox in the left and TV in the other hand. Told her I think I lost my cash. Let me call my friend. I let two minutes pass by and reached inside my pocket. This one shit about to get real and nobody can stop. Listen, pulled out the debit card that I just was hoping that the clerk ain't look at it weird and have to call the phone. She asked me what I like to do. I swear to God, they just took this nigga telling the story and they they like auto tune the news it over this beat. Yeah, I like. Does he not hear the beat? But does he listen? But he's from Detroit. And apparently there are several scam rappers from Detroit, but he's the only one I have heard of. Bruh. There's an article written on Stereogum about him and the rise of scam rap. This is a this is a genre. <laughs> uh, apparently. Doing the swiping shit for three years, but other than that, I've been straight scamming. Like I've been straight scamming, Instagram scamming, Twitter scamming, every kind of scam that you could think of. Niger you know, like the Nigerian phone call. I used to do that, all that shit, bro. But now I just like the recent I used to do all that shit. Time outside. Time outside. <laughs> yes. Time outside. This is what I'm talking about. It's that content, what, baby. What are you talking bro? What are you talking about? Like what <sighs> Nigga did scam Nigerian emails. Dog. All of them, son. You either all you either Nigerian. did this. And you said Prince Hakeem from the moon and need just three hundred thousand dollars and he'll make you a million. That's three hundred, man. That's you either it. did this or you don't care about going to jail, or you are absolutely two hundred and thirty percent lying about doing this. I think both of those things are true. <laughs> well, I feel like you will still go to jail. <laughs> Even if you lie. Like I, you know, I know. You know. That's what I'm saying. I think he's gonna go to jail and he's lying about some of this. Oh, At God. least some. If not all. fucking with the bank fraud and the credit card scams and shit. Even if some people say I'm stitching on myself, fuck y'all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck y'all. Y'all's just mad because y'all can't even do the shit that I'm doing. What? You about to tell us how you doing it, though? Like, Yes, bro. Listen, <laughs> this dude is doing a TED Talk on self-incrimination right now. Bruh. Let him speak. Also, he putting a face mask on to cover half his face after he'd already said he do this shit. So it defeats the purpose, nigga. We know it's you. It took me 10 minutes. 
most of that is just straight through. That's why it's not rhyming in some of the parts, because it was just me telling shit. And then when I listened to it fully through, it was like, damn. Okay, even though it don't rhyme, fuck it. And it worked. Oh. Nigga, like I said, they auto-tuned the dudes this nigga over to beat. I was absolutely right. He was telling <laughs> the story, and niggas was like, yo, uh, put this shit over a beat, though, dog. Like, like, make that shit look, give that shit some cinematic feel to it. Give it a background beat, know what I'm saying? Score that shit. And they scored it, and niggas was like, yo, this could be a rap song that don't rhyme. I'm a rapper now. I just scam my way into hip hop. <laughs> I'm a rapper now. I'm going broke, trying to go into the studio, you feel me? So this shit really paying off for me. And that's really just me telling my life. So I understand where people be like, be real in your raps and this shit might go through. Like that shit really works for real. Just be real in your raps, it's gonna work. Well, it's not gonna work for everybody, but you know what I mean? Bruh. Let me tell y'all about this one time at Walmart. Walked in and played yeah. it so smooth, I grabbed the shopping cart. I'm punching bar for bar. So I'm thinking while I'm in the studio. So you feel me? So it's easier to do this shit if I'm at home writing it in. Hold on, son. He not even explaining the bars. He's he explaining his whole recording process. You got to get into the mind of the creative what? genius before you start breaking down his art, Brandon. <laughs> That's some bullshit. When you speaking facts, it's easy. Like when a nigga line, you going to be overthinking shit like, oh, uh, uh, all that bullshit. Break my cousin off a couple hundred because she play our part. I scammed the same Walmart 50 times. I got to play it smart. All I know is I got to play it smart this time. The next time, every time. I ain't going to lie, but look, the going in store parts, I'm not doing that no more. But scamming people, I'm still doing that to this day. I'm not going to even lie to you. Hold on, bro. You scamming them like remotely? Yeah, man. ain't going in stores no more. Oh, he got a, like he got little hoodlums working for him now? Yeah, man. Yo. Listen to what I got to say. I'm about to get honest. Play the crazy like I'm shopping here for clothes and hit electronics. It's just depending on how you play it. Nah, hold on, sir. How you play it like you shopping for clothes, but you hit a like, did you go grab a bunch of belts and then walk and grab a phone? Like, I don't, like, what? When you went to the register, was they like, oh, would you buy a bunch of clothes and then you decided to get some headphones too, sir? Because your cart is a bit unbalanced here. Is I got that 12 sweaters and an Xbox, nigga. Ring me up. I don't understand. If you go inside there looking nervous and being, if you walk inside there with a feeling that you go get caught, it's a chance you're going to get caught. Nigga, walk in there like a regular person, do your job and get the fuck out. Instead of walking in there like a superhero and shit. Like, don't walk in there showing them niggas your secret identity. Don't walk in there like, <laughs> I'm not stealing anything in this store, guys. Don't worry about me. You know, Clark Kent never walks around with his glasses falling off. Like, them shit stay up, bro. They stay up. You know what I'm saying? Superman cannot be revealed to the world. Grab some Xboxes and TVs, I think about seven. I told them that these are gifts so they won't even question. That's bullshit! You don't grab seven TVs and seven Xboxes and niggas at Walmart looking at you just first you was buying belts and now you got seven TVs and seven Xboxes. Now, how'd you get seven TVs to the, to the register? In what cart nigga holds seven TVs, bruh? You know, he got seven 20 monitors, like 20 inch monitors. Like, you what is going on? Seven 20 inch monitors in no cart, yo. Even if that, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, like he could be like, I got 55 inches. Like, Bruh, nigga, and in the video, in the video, he grabbing 50 inches. So, no, he ain't like, yeah, I mean, you, like, you got a dolly or something, nigga. Bruh. Like, that's a lot of that's a lot of TV. They don't bring seven TV. You're right, they don't bring seven TVs out on the fucking dolly, bruh. 
You got to get help for that. I can't do <laughs> like, this. <laughs> you lying, dog. Like, come on, man. Soon as I got up to the counter, they started asking questions. Like, am I getting these for kids or something? But you just said they didn't ask you no questions. You just... <laughs> See, when you lying, you ain't got to make up stuff on the spot. But when you telling the truth, what? Family members. I told him because I ain't getting nothing for Christmas in December. She responded back like, okay, sir, I understand. Had an Xbox in my left and TV in my other hand. That should be so funny if you watch Stripe Story video. I had the cameraman just record me doing it. After all them times of me actually doing it, I just said, fuck it. Called the cameraman and went in there and actually did it. Told her I think I lost my cast. Let me call my friend. I let two minutes pass by the reason. Told her I lost According? my cash. Let me. No, no, no. Oh, you talking about the camera? Not even shit? The nigga said he recorded himself committing fraud for the music video. But he said, so nobody questioned why it was a nigga recording you buying seven TVs and seven Xboxes and holding a TV in one hand and an Xbox in the other hand like a WWF wrestler. Because you can hold a whole TV, nigga, a whole 50-inch video in one hand while it's still in the box and hold an Xbox one of them 26-inch element giants. <laughs> nigga. Out my pocket. Now this one shit about to get real and nobody can stop it. Pulled out the debit card that I just embossed. First of all, this nigga put his hand to the camera like he was holding a gun when he said I pulled out the debit card. And I was like, is he about to shoot somebody? Or oh no, he just he just paying. He just paying. Hoping that the clerk ain't look at me weird and have to call the boss. A fresh piece that you just punched up, you really can't just go to the store after. You gotta let it dry, like, you feel me? So it can look like a brand new piece. And you gotta actually scratch it up, damage it yourself. Like, this is what I be doing. I be, after I print my fake IDs and shit, I get some aluminum form, wrap them up in that, put it on the floor and scrape it all the ground so it look like an old ass ID. You know what I mean? What is he, is he talking about an ID or is he talking about a credit card? Cause I ain't never paid yes, for a television. Both, hey, hey, both of mine. You gotta have them be properly aged. Brandon. No, both what? of mine are in my wallet looking pristine right now. Pristine as fuck dog. Clean. <laughs> you know, cause you know what happens when they get scratched up? They don't work. They don't work. They don't work. <laughs> So you so you telling me that you telling me that if I show the nigga my strip if my strip ain't falling off my credit card then they don't believe I use it. Mm-mm, nigga, I don't I don't believe. Nah, this. nah, bro, you ain't brought. When the last time you brought groceries with that fresh ass card, dog? Nah, bro, nah, you ain't even missing no numbers on your shit. Your CVV number's still on the back, all of it. <laughs> nah, bro, <laughs> fuck out of here, yo. Oh. You walk in there with a brand new ass laminated ID. That shit gonna look stupid. She had- what? <laughs> if I ever get pulled over by the cops and they like show me your ID and he like nah, too new. Would you would you pick this up from NVA yesterday? Just yes. Too new, nigga. Yeah. Look at the new. look at the issue date. Mm-hmm. Mm. This ain't real. But but it is. Nah nah. This too new. It's too Where the new. scrapes at? Where the Mm-mm. scrapes at? Mm-mm. I know it was issued two weeks ago, but it's too fresh. It's like you never pulled your driver's license out of your wallet before. For anything. No, seriously. I'm looking at my credit card now. That shit is pristine. Bruh. <laughs> if your credit card is not pristine, it doesn't work. Like, I've looked at Ashley's credit card before and been like, you know why you can't buy nothing at Target? Cause your car strip falling off. Like it's time to go straight up. up. You see the plastic peeling off the back of it. No, and all this. You no, need I, to go I get you. One, I went in one jug and I had literally one fourth of the strip 
gone. Nigga. You need I don't to go know how get that you. Shit yeah, you better just like, I love y'all take Apple Pay. <laughs> I was just hoping I could get through. I like that. I just need to get through the weekend till oh my, my new God. car comes. Like, go right. get some fresh aluminum, ma'am. <laughs> you can't get every time, look, every time that shit worked, I was like, thank you, God. Also, he's talking about an ID. I, you, you know what I've never been asked to show when I went into Walmart and brought anything? I went into Walmart when them fucking Super NESs dropped and niggas was standing outside in line for three hours and four hours waiting to get them. And I walked in and bought three at the same time. You know what I didn't have to show them? My fucking ID. I just swiped my debit card that looks new and pristine and works. And I paid for them and I walked out the store. I didn't show them my damn driver's license. Like, what? Yo. What I like to do, I said playing golf. I stuttered when she asked that question. I had to play it off. She said my total was 2500 plus taxes. Thinking to myself, soon as we done, I'm getting X maxes. She bagged everything up and put them. I'm getting X X maxes. Like you mean Christmases? Christmas? I thought he was talking about like Air Max Nike. He something? said X. Maybe maybe he means I know what Air he Max said, but I think he also don't really know what he's talking about all the time. He still ain't told us how he paid for this shit because he said the total came to twenty five hundred. Now he's saying he's he- about to tell you in the next bars. Just okay, okay. The cart. I should approve I no longer got a racing heart. If you walking out being a regular person, if you have a regular outfit on, if you're not wearing no designer looking flashy, no jewelry, you're cool, man. All you gotta do is walk out of there with your shit. I was a law by a law abiding citizen, just buying my items. <laughs> Even though it went through, I still gotta play it smart. As I was here for gift cards from the very start. The first time I actually went to a store, it was Dollar General. This one the gift cards was popping though. So around this time, you can walk into a store with a fire piece that you just punched up and buy some gift cards, some reloadable gift cards below 500 on each one. I used to say I'm getting teddy bear for uh for my little sister because she just graduated and I want to get her some gift cards. So it's like a gift. As soon as you walk out, you got to keep driving around. Wait, are you getting a teddy bear or are you getting a gift? See, this don't work. Like, this wouldn't work for me. This is why I can't worry at Walmart. I'm going to be catching these little niggas. Like, you getting gift cards or you getting teddy bears, bro? Which one you getting? Your story don't make no sense. Plus, I feel like you rapping. Why that nigga recording you? You shooting a video? You said why did they record you? <laughs> the city though, to stack up the gift cards, you don't want to just go cash in a little petty thousand. So you got to keep driving around the city. So you stack up like 20k gift cards or like 10k gift cards so you feel comfortable. Drive back to the city, go downtown and we'll check cashing. Cash in all your shit. Now I'm about to go to aisle seven. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. My man said you stack up 20,000 in gift cards. And then you go catch a man and that doesn't look suspicious. Hey man, that's that's yeah. Bro, it's so I many gift cards that. That's a lot of cards. You took the whole stack of cards. You know what I mean? It's, $500 gift cards, it's fucking what? Nigga. That's that's, that's like, a lot of them. Like that whole gift <laughs> card gift rack, cards you taking all of that. Like that's a lot of Somebody's gonna look at you weird, bro. That's like forty gift cards. <laughs> Somebody's gonna look at you like, uh, okay, dog. All right, all right. I don't. I've been I saving s- up, man. You say he explained how he paid for the shit in the next bar. How are you, is, are they punching up fake credit cards? Yeah, no, they, absolutely. Oh, they're scam- yeah, they're scamming. Yeah, they're, they're skimming cards and then going to the store and use them. That's what they. How are they skimming the cards? I don't know. He explained that. I was he about to say that part not in the bars at all. He has some sort of process by which he punches up fake credit cards. It's not like the nigga is like ultra in depth, but he's like, I be committing various crimes 
And then this is my on-site process. He doesn't explain, <laughs> like, the playbook. He explains, like, you know, and then he does play-by-play on what actually happened I'm in the going game. To I assume, like the training session. I'm going to assume that he works at Walmart and he is stealing people's credit card information and making fake credit cards. You don't work at that Walmart. Yeah, yeah. He he going to one of the other 20 Walmarts in the hood while he picking up these gift cards and shit. And he's then buying shit with other people's uncanceled, stolen credit card information. I don't even want to do no research into this, dog. I don't want to get flagged by my uh my ISP for looking up these scams. Or my cousin that she let me slide it any time and I'm loving it. She let me push through 5000 then I double back. So you can add it up yourself how much I made in here. Got all the items that I needed, then I disappear. Rental was fooled up with Xboxes and TVs. Was hot as hell on our way to AT&T. Plus I have my Bluetooth MSR on the back seat. It's different types of MSRs, but I, my favorite one, MSR X6. For everybody who keep asking, that's where I got the X6 from, the MSR. Too hot to take the free- Hold on, hold on. What's that? What's a Bluetooth MSR? What's that? No clue whatsoever. About right. to Google yeah. that. Let's shit. let's Google this. Let's do some research on this. It is a Bluetooth magnetic stripe credit card reader writer. There you go. So he ran around scanning people's shit openly, just openly scanning people's stuff. Way we took the back street. I'm lucky we didn't get caught on our way to the phones. Walking smooth, we gotta go through these same steps. But before I walk in, I gotta take a breath. Walking to the counter, can I apply for iPhone X? All my profiles got good credit, so I'll be paying less. $400 down payment, but I ain't even stressed. Giving y'all free sauce on the interview, by the way. For the iPhones, you can go to the, that shit easy too, as long as you got a head to walk in, get a head, apply for the iPhone X's. Just go listen to my songs. I love a profile with 700 credit. Bro, that's the best promotion ever, dog. If you want the whole story, just go uh, listen to the album. Is. <laughs> oh man, y'all so we so we all know this nigga about to get arrested. But he right? going to jail for Alva. Score, cause I can Wait, grab yeah. four iPhones and grab some more. If I was doing it online, it'd be way For grand cool. larceny. Punch however much the fees get next day shipping. Then catch me somewhere where my plug next day flipping. Y'all really don't know what I'm talking about, but people watching know what I'm talking about. So if I was doing it online, y'all don't really know what I'm talking about, but people watching know what I'm talking about. This shit ain't even edited and up yet, nigga. You still you just be interviewed right now. You can punch the fees, it'll be way quicker and it'd be a low risk instead of you walking into the store with somebody and actually doing it. So if you're doing it online, you will get more iPhones and you will get approved. It's a better chance of you getting approved than actually walking into the store. If you get next day shipping, go to your plug. You can go to any Metro PCS. Y'all probably don't got that down here, but Metro PCS. What in the fuck? What? I'm waiting for so somebody to do this scam, right? And then... Bruh. Oh, directly to Jay. Yeah, and then and then and it put him up there. Just like this is where I got it from. He, and then there's a whole there's a whole ring of a prosecutor oh, being like, it's going to happen, Bruh, He's snitching on everybody. Like he's telling everything. On, my cousin do this. My boy do this. Willie B down right. the street do this. Aunt May at a party. On that Bobby murder shit. Yeah, let me pick up all my everybody. fucking criminal co-conspirators real quick. Like his name TJX6, that's really close to Takashi69. Like this nigga is snitching on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's, everybody Yo, is going down for the this. Name that start with a T and got a number in it gotta be off limits. <laughs> everybody oh. is going down for this. 
She was gonna sell the phones, like 800 or something. Off of this nigga alone, I made six figures. I get a thousandary jack, he and Mount Clemens. Basically, it's Apple. You know how Apple got the iPhones, Apple Jacks. So iPhones is just Detroit slang. Y'all gonna catch on eventually though. I'm about to have a mixtape coming out called the Fraud Bible. I got like seven methods in here and they all still work. Whenever you buy a Fraud Bible, you gonna get the Fraud Bible, you feel me? So I'm gonna just email it to everybody who copied. Nigga, you not supposed to be telling you they, no. You don't put out your yo. criminal ways in a book, yo. and publish it, yo. <laughs> telling the people follow this, yo. This ought <laughs> to be a Scorsese film, dog. Like somebody send this book to Scorsese, please, because these little the the iPhone scam needs to be the next big Hollywood release for Martin Scorsese. That's the only way this good fellas of iPhone and Walmart television Xbox cam and shit could come together. My little homie, this is like the new version of pyramid scheming. This nigga is going to make a mixtape telling y'all how to steal iPhones for him. And all y'all going to go to jail. Everybody. But he going to get rich off these mixtapes. Like this is let me teach you how to rob 2019. Nah, nope. Plus, I'm not believing nobody made six figures and this man don't look like he's ever had a lineup. I'm not doing, nope. I'm looking at this <laughs> review and this is... Un- he's also, I think, 18 years old, so... No. Nah. Bro, I want to know the history on this man's life. This young man's life. Dog, tell me about it. Like, I gotta go get, I gotta go get some information. <laughs> is he still... I know he just did this interview. Is he still rapping? About doing this? Oh, nope. I, I put in TJX6, and you know what the first thing is that popped up? TJX6 arrested. Like, that was. Nigga, <laughs> stop. That's perfect. That's perfect. Ooh, that is nigga, so fun. Popular Detroit scammer rapper TJX6 arrested with $50,000 and blank checks. Where, what day is that? Please tell me. <laughs> September 23rd, 2019. Bruh. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. September 23rd? Yes, the genius video went up on the 24th. It came up on the 24th. <laughs> this nigga got robbed before his video was done being edited. <laughs> <laughs> he got busted before niggas incredible. even saw the... Oh, like, genius this, oh. sent this video straight to the cops. They sent that via interview straight to the... Hey, y'all might want to... Y'all might be interested in this one. <laughs> I honestly don't know why people are so fascinated with committing crimes on tape or admitting to crimes in interviews. Well, popular 18-year-old Detroit rapper TJX6 actually took it to a whole nother level. His whole music campaign is about him scamming people. And he even goes into details during interviews about his crimes. To be real, this generation of the rappers lies so much for clout. I never know what's true and what's trolling these days. Well, allegedly, it seems his trolling... His trolling the law finally caught up with him. Yo, this nigga was in a Wells Fargo. Not only is he going in there swiping at Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo and getting cash, but he record he is taking pictures of the money and oh my god. You you gotta be you're kidding me, right? This nigga is recording himself scamming people. He is recording himself going into Wells Fargo to scam money. Bob, you got it? 
That nigga's gonna get hit with all that federal shit. <laughs> That is, that Bro, is, this what is, is going on? I'm about to go in this taxi and see if let me pop right now. We in Cali, but I'm about to see if this shit pop. Usually you don't be going through, but I'm about to see right now. Oh my God. These, these little niggas really not scared of jail. Dude, this shit's so easy. These uh, LA motherfuckers so sweet. I'm about to go back to you. I don't give a fuck, nigga. I just got out today, nigga. I'm back on my ground. Did he just say I just got out today? This nigga said, I just got out today. I'm about to go do it again. Cops is gonna stop me. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. I'm back in here. Hey. And they're recording the whole thing in the bank. Uh, this is why he going to jail. I don't need no evidence. Um... What's it, 273? Can you take that number? Yeah. Sending the deposit. What's that, bro? Well, this shit ain't no game. They thought it was capped last time, so I had to go into the bank. Oh, my God. This dude walked in and walked out with a stack of cash. Like, she tried to put it in an envelope, which I don't know what type of envelope she was going to put it in because it was way too much cash for an envelope. And he said, I don't even need no envelope. And she just handed him all of that money like that. And he walked out with it. Do you know how much fraud stuff that would have just alerted? At this point, it's racketeering. (laughs) Like, Like, oh my God. Like, my girl comes, like, she, she works at a bank. And she'll be like, we have stuff like that all the time. And, like, we know when somebody walks through the door when it's, when it's, when it's fraud. Like, we already know. We might let you go out, but that's because we call the police. The yeah. That's because we already let them know. And they know. Like, but we, we, you, it's like, you did not fool anybody. He got arrested at his first LA show. He got arrested during the show. Bruh. I swear, why can't y'all niggas just rap? Like, why can't y'all just learn how to rap, dog? Why I gotta be a gimmick to this shit every time y'all do it? And it's some shit that you gonna get, you gonna get in real trouble for. Like, they just had another rapper in LA who got arrested for like a murder or something he committed because he rapped about it on the song. I can't remember who that rapper was. I kept seeing that story everywhere. It was some new LA rapper, though. Hey man, these niggas keep wanting to get clout. Dog. I mean, get it. You're going to jail. <laughs> but you got the clout for that moment, man. I man. Bruh. Yo. I don't even know. I don't <laughs> yo. <sighs> that, I, I like again, it's hilarious to me that we were all like this dude's gonna get be put in jail and he was already in jail and that's wonderful to be here here it is here's the other rapper mary posted this one in the group the los angeles district attorney is prosecuting rapper drakeo the ruler drakeo 
the ruler for a murder he didn't commit, arguing in court that his rap lyrics, videos, and collaborations are evidence of a conspiracy. The case mm. moving forward this week marks the third time Drakeo, whose legal name is Daryl Codwell, is facing charges stemming from the 2016 murder of 24-year-old Davion Gregory. After Drakeo beat a murder charge this summer, prosecutors are launching a new trial against the 25-year-old rapper, arguing he's the leader of a gang responsible for the homicide. The alleged gang is his new rap crew, Distinct Team. Drakeo is, once again, facing life in prison. When is this going to be over? When is it going to stop? When are they going to leave me alone? Drakeo said in a recent phone call from the Men's Central Jail in downtown L.A., where he has been incarcerated for 18 months. It feels like some kind of vendetta. It's not about finding justice. It's about taking my career from me. Nigga, you in jail. They're trying to take your freedom. Fuck your career. Civil rights activists across the U.S. are closely watching Drakeo's case, saying it's a critical free speech test and an egregious example of racist and aggressive policing of black men and their creative expression. Experts estimate there have been hundreds, if not thousands, of similar cases of law enforcement (laughs) severely punishing rappers for their songs. They don't understand us. They don't understand our culture, so they demonize us, said Brandon Duncan, a San Diego rapper known as Teeny Doo, Tiny Doo, whose rap album was also used as a key piece of evidence in gang-related charges. They're telling us we can't speak. They can go to jail for your... That you can go to jail for your music. No, 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 no. You going to jail for a crime. (laughs) I'm confused. Like, because you're not going... Like, this is not free speech. Because you're not going to jail because you made a song. You know what I mean? You're not going to jail because you made a song and the songs is there. No, you go to jail because they're like, no, nigga, you, we, we believe and have evidence that says you did this. And part of the evidence is this song which says, I did this. So, <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga, look. Drakeo was born so, in 1993 in South Central LA and started a dance crew with his, brother, with his brother when he was a teenager. He got into rapping early and formed a group of friends called Too Greedy, a name they adopted at middle school. They later called themselves the Stink Team. Rapping was a way to make money and stay out of the streets. Irony. On the night of of December 10th, 2016, Drakeo, then 23, drove with a dozen friends to South LA party. A shooting broke out amongst the guests and Davion Gregory was killed. Rumors spread online that Drakeo was involved since his Mercedes was seen leaving the scene. Records suggest law enforcement nearly immediately began investigating him as a suspect watching hours of rap videos. A month later, Police raided Drakeo's apartment, found guns, and arrested him. During questioning, a Los Angeles Sheriff's Department detective, Francis Hardiman, told a rapper his music would be the soundtrack in a trial. Jurors yeah. don't like to see that stuff. Your rap videos are you talking about shooting? Hardiman said the detective cited one lyric, Chopper makes you go, uh, Chopper is slain for rifle, and added that a district attorney could prosecute the rapper by playing the line over and over again. I'm not a giant, I'm not a giant rap fan, just so you know. Drakeo signed a plea deal and went to prison on a weapons possession charge. He was released in November 2017 and returned to music, earning national acclaim as a standout in the new generation of L.A. rap. The Washington Post called his December 17th album Cold Devil one of the most mesmerizing and intimate rap albums to ever float out of L.A. with a delivery that might be the most intoxicating sound to waft across California since the arrival of Snoop Dogg. Who said this? Uh, the Washington Post said this. I didn't uh, know. Nigga, no. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Nigga, no. So uh, here's a song called "Uh" by Drake. No, no, nigga, no. I, I, I refused. That that wasn't the way I was supposed to say that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Mm-mm. 
like Chopper, make him go, uh, nigga, I'm a bully break. Who the fuck you think he should? That Chopper make him go, uh, uh, yeah, uh. That Chopper make him go, uh, nigga, I'm a bully break. Who the fuck you think he should? That Chopper make him go, uh, uh. Yeah, uh, that chopper make him go, uh, nigga, I'm a bully breaker. Who the fuck he think he should? When well, shit start flipping cars and I guess it's understood the most. Tell these niggas stop posting. About to turn me to the old me, shit, I don't think they want that. I'll start shooting with your dome man. Grimy shites, these niggas wondering where the chrome at. Go ahead. No, bitch, I ain't your bohem. Broski tuck, just in case I gotta blow hands. Niggas acting crazy with that petty ass faux bands. My niggas are fold on beats, I'm Hulk Hogan. Oh, oh boy! Yes, very Snoop Doggy. No, this to me, this is where you be watching a movie, and you be seeing uh, they'd be like, uh, critics say, but when you look at it, it'd be like somebody's Twitter account, <laughs> like not an actual critic, bruh. My official belief was if that song was fire, he was innocent, and it he's guilty. He did that shit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> But, but again, you can't be like, man, it's free speech. Because again, they're not putting you away because you made a song. They put you it away. It also don't sound like he really is copping to nothing yeah. specific in the yeah. song, to be fair. But you Cops know what they got? I, I look, I'm, I I hate because I really don't want to be on the side of cops, but they came into your house, they found a bunch of guns, and they're going to use a song and you talk about how much you love guns. That's because you got guns, you, don't mean you shot you somebody. No, but they, they get them on a weapons charge. They didn't get them on, on murder. They said we get them on a weapons charge. I thought charge. they said they got them on like conspiracy no, for the said, murder or they something. Said, they said they if could be conspiracy. If charge you had weapons, then yeah, nigga. No, they got them on okay. a weapons He definitely took a plea deal for the weapons charge because he had weapons. Oh, I mean, yeah, then it is what it is. Bruh. What is happening right now? Yeah, what Bashar is, man. Like, I mean, yeah. get check with your lawyer. Make sure it wasn't an unlawful search and seizure. And then Nigga. that's probably your best bet. What are you guys doing with your freedom? No <laughs> what, cap. What I'm a happening? real criminal. Check me out. And then the cops are like, no cap? Killed a nigga last like, week. No, we some cap. Just kidding. Stop. Lots of this, cap. All cap. This, so, I'm not but, a criminal. But home dude talk about the scamming though. He can't come out later and be like, you know what? This is free speech. Like, nah, nigga. You give it tutorials. We've always <laughs> known that there's hip hop police. Like, that's always been the thing. But you niggas are actually going. I shot little Bing Bing at 235 after school when the bell rang and I got out of science class. The rules was we was fighting, but I decided I couldn't because I had to be home for my mama got work at 430. So I drove past up Lynn Street, down Wright Street, <laughs> took a left on Main Street, shot a nigga in the face right in front of the haircut barbershop said what's up to my nigga mace then went home went to work at walmart scanned a couple people's cars with my msr bluetooth 365 that i brought off youtube and ebay uh, and nigga you tell you all your business uh, is in your first you, verse <laughs> it used to be vague right used to be like well we we think you did this because we saw you here so you did also you sounded very angry on this song that's what it used to be now the motherfuckers be like, okay, uh, we found videotape and the videotape corroborates everything in the first verse. <laughs> <laughs> we got you driving down Big Street, making a left on lane, turning right up uh, Main Street. Then you, you just holler like, at your boy Mace right down the street, yeah, Cal. That, that's Mace right there. He waved back. Bruh, mm-hmm. Nick, that was you like, going into Walmart for your shift. You clocked in right here. Being a hip hop <laughs> police officer has never been so easy. Like, <laughs> like DMX, never, ever, bro. DMX will hop on a song. I put one more link in the chat. There's the very last link. Play that shit real quick. I'll, I'll play it. But like DMX will hop on a song. He'd be like, uh, saw a nigga, shot him, ran, it was done. 
it was over. I was out. Then I was back with some money. Hollering at a chick. What's good? And they'd be like, yo, he killed somebody at some point and then fucked a woman. But, but, but <laughs> we, where? But we don't know when, where, Who and how. when. We don't know what gun was he used. Was it in 91? Was it in 97? We'd have no clue. And he keeps speaking in onomatopoeia. It's very hard to give a time and location when all your facts are in onomatopoeia. Bing, boom, bow. He was dead. On the floor, it was done. Like, like what? That's like, the easiest stuff. Somebody listen to Jay-Z, but like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if he was here or if this is a double entendre. I don't know. Was he talking about a gangster movie? <laughs> okay. Or this something that really happened? Walking by a casket, feeling sarcastic. Look at him, still sleeping. Now, I don't know if he's raising his child <laughs> I, or if he just killed a man. I'm like, I shot him, but then I like teleported to Venus with three women. And you're like, wait, that's literally what? impossible. Is he? <laughs> so he might not have even done any crimes at all. <laughs> These details don't match up a little bit. And then Action Bronson be like, I fuck 18 bitches in the Derby. Be like, wait, what did what did he actually do this? Did he actually was it four women? When he means bitches, is he talking about women, women, or dog women? What is he talking about? Because he looks like the type Stabbed of him in the neck with a T-bone steak, and then we ate grapes. And you're like, <laughs> what? I, I don't think that's actually a real thing that happened. He does either. not look like he consumes produce. I don't know so, if I believe this line. Also, how, how did the man who got stabbed in the neck, how is he eating grapes now? Did like, he, this is, so this is, is his DNA on the T-bone steak or the other man's DNA on the T-bone steak? Or is the cow's no. DNA still on the T-bone steak? I'm Completely confused. Niggas, was it, was it the whole steak or just the bone? These niggas out here now, like, yeah, I did it at three fifty-two in the afternoon. I the shot that nigga, of- and I said, <laughs> "Boom!" I had my Draco with the serial number XJ three five nine two seven eight one. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's right. I guess, man. I'm, I'm innocent at the end, <laughs> right? You used to I ride through your it. hood. Now I ride through your hood. You don't ride no more. Um, well, I well, there it is right there. So you just admitted that you killed that man. That you know, clearly, clearly. These niggas are getting all Bruh. specific. They mad too. Like you can't get mad at that. I can't. Like you got me out here. You being so stupid that you got me out here siding with the police. Never. How you gonna Never. do crime and talk about it? It's supposed to be a secret. Nigga, niggas is doing crimes with the location turned on on their Twitter and their Instagram and their Facebook. Like, they tracking your every movement with ad services and everything. These kids videotaping, man. Like, look, like, you go walk into the wrong place. You should walk into the wrong place and be like, all right, yo, I'm on my IG lives. You might get killed. Like, nah. Uh, (laughs) Just like, cut off. Why why are you videotaping everything? I don't know what is going on. Mike, what is this? Doom hot case. Play that shit, nigga. What is this? Telling all the business, sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. Uh, rap snitches. Telling all their business, sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. Tight profile, low, like eight and paid in full. A track heavy. Play the whole song, but the hook is the most important part. I mean, it's the truth. Oh, my God. These niggas are telling all their business. Like, dude literally admitted. this in 2004. My man admitted (laughs) that he wasn't even making a rap song. He was just telling a story, and they threw a beat behind it, and now it's a rap song, and he got arrested. He said, you don't got to rhyme when it's real life. Shit that I actually (laughs) did in real life, officer. Nigga, if they use his genius video. (laughs) My God. What do you mean if? What do you mean if? When? Oh, 
That's definitely state's evidence. That's exhibit A, baby. Bro, uh, it's on YouTube. Like it's it has 1.7 million views on YouTube. Uh, it's gonna be like, all right, y'all. I know y'all talk about this, but this is how I really do it. And every time you get my every time you get one of my uh my uh, mixtapes, it's a how-to book on how to ride, man. It's very easy. You can do this all the time, been doing this a long time. I've done it 50 times a day. I, I do I do it to the I do it with everything. Like I stole these shoes. At yeah, four PM. Your honor, your honor, that's just music. <laughs> but sir, you said it wasn't music. It's real life. As you just said. Bruh, freedom of speech does not mean you can snitch without consequences. <laughs> like y'all need to chill the fuck out, man. Jesus Christ. Oh. Y'all are wilding. You fucking niggas. I fucking hate you fucking niggas. You niggas ain't support me worth a shit while I was fucking living. And now that I'm fucking dead. What, is he dead? Oh, How he dead? Oh, what is, oh. That nigga done mastered death. <laughs> Wait, who who is that? And what, what happened? It's B.O.B. That's Bobby that's Ray. Oh, that's, what, that's what happens when you open up your wave conjugations. You yes. get to sit here and you get to master death. Like he Yo. dead now, but he telling y'all. That y'all still didn't support his ass. Hey, bro, did you see the article that somebody wrote? Actually, the actually article that they wrote for uh, Terrence Howard's conjugation shit at the Emmys. No, no I did not because that's I fucking stupid. I don't go to 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 beanpies dot com. Somebody was like, definitely a dot biz Actually, website, what Terrence Howard said made sense, and I'm like, bro, listen. First of all, no, not in the not in the setting. He was saying it didn't make any fucking sense. Like. Just because the niggas' math words and terms were properly used does not mean that it made nigga sense. Nigga. Could be sitting with Killer Mike and Doctor CB, and it still wouldn't make no nah, damn sense. Nah. You, <laughs> can't build, you can't build more of that shit into comprehension, dog. You want to talk about oh, I love BLP and I love his music and I love all this shit? Fuck you! Fuck you! Hey, what's happening, man? Your boy Big Creek Third Coast representing. You know I'm rocking with Wiz, my forty acres. Okay, okay. Take five. <laughs> Hi, you're watching Where's My 40 Acres? Already. <laughs> okay. Hi, this is a red black chick. Fucking up already. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. That's what you told me to say. This is some. Oh, okay. I forgot that I had to use that word. Okay. Hi, this is a random black chick, and you're listening to Where's My 40 Acres? How's that? I thought I really had it going right there. I thought I was really doing, you know, the black ghetto sound thing that you do. I can't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I could do it. The people are just gonna have to listen anyway. 